Greetings guys, welcome back to our brand new episode of Talking Hollywood with Yaz and Friends. I'm your host Mr. Yaz Mathian and join me again for the God knows how many times we had together. It's Evan Jordan. <laughs> How's it going everybody? Hey. Glad to be back. Yeah. You know, I enjoyed having you man. As far as I know, nobody sounds like he's getting annoyed by the same people again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm having fun with it. And if everybody's having fun listening to it, then yeah. then that's what it's all about, right? right? All right. So, I This week, man, it's going to be a big one, a very big discussion, man, especially with the first news item. So Yeah, a lot of stuff this week. Yeah. Now, basically, what I'm going to give a tease for people, we'll be talking about the James Dean news and uh, the news, the Fantastic Beast 3, like it's, it's officially moving forward. And and also, we got some other news. We also got the news that the weed is coming back. And uh, I think we should now begin first uh, talking about what we saw movies and tv shows so basically for yeah, this yeah. week uh, i've only seen uh uh one thing and that was actually the new stephen king adaptation uh, stephen king movie uh, dr sleep and but to give us a small you know non-spoiler free synopsis of dr sleep it's actually you know a sequel to the shining and it focuses on yeah, i like, think that's awesome I'm, i gotta see it yes i got really gotta see it because it, it Yes. So the, Tell us about it. So basically, the story focuses on Danny Torrance, the son of, uh, what's it? Yes, Jack Torrance, because I remember something. Yeah, was, yeah. I almost spoiled the film. Anyhow, the son of Jack Torrance, <laughs> you know, he's actually like set like in prison day, like he's still dealing with the events of the, you know, he, events of the, you know, Overlook Hotel, and he became, you know, a, a, an addict, like an alcoholic. You see him. And then and he and then he stopped using his shining and one day you see him through his shining he encounters a an, a girl named Ada who also has the shining power. However, at the same time, there's there's a troop group of people who also have the shining power. They call themselves the True Knot. They are you know they are hunting people who has their shining powers and they eat their power so that they can become immortals. And what happens is that they, the True Knots uh, in the They you know, led by Rose the Hat because the character and she has a hat, that's her signature. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She 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 you know she she they 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 find out about the girl Aid Abra. The girl's name is Abra. I think I said her name is Aid but I was I'm wrong. Her name is Abra. So they encounter okay. and then she and Danny they have to work together to stop them. Okay. Yeah, this sounds awesome. This is way like, I, and I see. I tried to go into it fairly blind. I watched the trailers, but like, I didn't want to. Uh, yes, I would have. Like, you know, and, and it sounds cool. That sounds different than I expected. It sounds really cool. Yeah, because um, that was like a thing. Because I'll talk about the basically. So what I thought that, that I did not like. So basically, I actually, you know, I, I actually like the film. You know, Mike 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 Flanagan. For those of you who don't know him, he did uh, Oculus. Uh, Hush. Oh, Oculus is so good. Gar- Garrett's game was another great, uh, good, uh, good adaptation of you know, of of what was it? of Stephen King novel, and he also did The Hunting of Hill yeah. House. And you see, like there are oh, yeah. actors whom he had on his previous project, you know, The Hunt. Most notably, there's an actor from Garrett's Game and The Hunting of Hill House in in this TV show, uh, in this movie. Okay. So you know, I like okay. it. Also, the acting is good. Uh, Evan Mc- 
McGregor is also good as Danny Torrance. And my favorite one was actually the girl who plays Abra. Hmm, I forgot her name. Just I'm gonna pull up her name. I forget who who was in that one. Uh, Rebecca Ferguson. She plays the villain. Our Rose the Hat. She's also good because, in fact, the true not the villains. They were actually one of my favorite part of the film. Okay. Because you find out about the fact that you can actually you can they can make a movie. They can focus about them because. If you watch, there's a part in the film, I don't want to spoil it, but you talk about them, you feel like, man, I would love to see more about them if they are actually the bad guys in the film. Oh, yes, uh, right. Oh, and see, and I think bad guys can be an interesting uh, folk. I mean, look at, like, um, stuff with, uh, oh, what the hell was that? Split. Uh, with, uh, like, Split and stuff. Those movies focused on the on the antagonists, and I think they were still really good. So that definitely could be something they could do next. So anyhow, uh, the... Uh, the girl who plays the character Abra, her name is Kaylee Conan. She's oh, she's great in the film. She's like the standout from the movie. Okay. Yes, okay. Uh, and also, you know, what was it? Uh, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, so yeah, so like I said, uh, there's also the, the actor Zach McLaren, and he was uh, he was also uh, in he was in Westworld season two. He played the Native American, if you remember. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was also he also played a member of the, of of Ross the Hats, you know, group the villain the true not. He was also good in it. And because they're also the, the actors were good. Okay, well, cool. I'm I'm really excited to see this movie. Like, I yeah. I want to get out there and check as it out because I, I always like the show anyway. As for my negative, uh, it's actually you know I felt like the third act of the film is actually weak because I think you see something common about Stephen King novels. Like people say that his third acts are always like you know. The weakest part of the of his novels. Yeah, I can see that. Uh-huh. Because and also and also because you see in the trailer, like you see the the recreated scenes from The Shining for and and for this film, you know, and some of it actually you know worked for me and some did not work for me. Especially if you see The Shining, you see the difference. You might see why. Yeah. Uh-huh. So for furthermore, in fact, about this film, I actually did like it then. And also, you said like I recommend people like to watch the the original the Shining movie, the the Stanley Kubrick film that came out in uh, nineteen eighty. To watch it, you know, uh, yeah. before you watch seeing the film. Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, it's straight up a sequel, so you definitely mm-hmm. would need to watch it first. So it's not it's different than you know, because like Blade Runner for me at twenty forty nine. You don't necessarily need to watch the first Blade Runner movie. It might give you an yeah, idea. Yeah, to enjoy it. Yeah, but you will enjoy it. But right. I think this one, I think you need you need to watch you know, The Shining, the first film. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so, anyhow, you know, I actually did like it. And uh, let me see what else I talked about. I think that was it for what I thought of the film. I actually did like okay. it. For me, I will highly recommend if you are a Stephen King fan. And also, because I know, like, people are, you see, like, there's a mixed response. Most of the people who actually did... You did not like to film. Are people who actually read the book? Because I actually, you know, saw some people who were reviewing the film. Uh, spoiler, story, spoiler review. They were talking about the difference between the book and uh, and the movie. They mentioned that the book has a you know a better ending. And when I read it, it, it there are stuff. If you read the, like the book and you saw this movie, you will see why the book has a better ending. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, that kind of same thing has happened before with some Stephen King adaptations yeah. where they've where they've changed. Uh, uh, you know the ending and stuff, and a lot of times that with movies in general that happens, like like a Clockwork Orange, for instance. That's one of the most controversial to me. I think mm. of like the that needs a lot. 
because I, I, I've read someone in an interview about you mentioned the Clockwork Orange. The author mentioned that when it came at least in the US, they removed like the final chapter, I think, from the novel. Yeah. Because yeah, I mean, there's like the ending's totally different. Because he, they redeemed the character in the end, if not mistaken, the novel. People say right. this guy doesn't deserve because what he yeah, does. Yeah, the novel in, kind of redeems him a bit, and, and but the but the movie does not at all. Oh, uh, yes. So anyhow, like this, because you know Stephen King hated the film The Shining. How different did he made this one? I think if you look at it, it tries to you know combines both the movie and the novel. Right. Form, I feel like he right, did it. Right. Yeah, I heard job. he actually likes this one, huh? Stephen King likes this, Doctor. Yes, Sleep. yes. Because you know, if you saw it, you, you understand why. Right, right. Okay, so I think this I was, watched. Uh, did you watch anything else this week? No, that was it. What I watched. Now I think you were about to say you watched something, right? Yeah, I watched uh, two things. Uh, both via Shutter, because you know I'm always out here advocating Shutter. Uh, <laughs> So I watched uh, Haunt, which is a new movie uh, that came out recently. The Haunt? It's called Haunt. H-A-U-N-T, just like Haunt, like a haunted house. Uh, I thought you were talking about that one that, that Nervosa canceled its release. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, this one just came out, uh, I think, like a, a week or two ago. It's uh, It was like right before Halloween, I believe. I was about these friends who... Um, so they, they go to these two, two or three friends go to a party and meet up with a couple other friends and they wind up at, uh, this, they drive to this, like, it's kind of remote, like extreme haunted house. Uh, and it's all these people in masks and stuff. And I, I don't want to like give away too much of the plot. Cause that's kind of, it's one of those movies where you're trying to guess, uh, as it goes along, like well, what's, what's real and what's not like, you don't really, it kind of plays with your head a little. So I feel like if I give away too much, it could ruin it, but it's kind of, uh, it's got some hostile elements to it. You know, the, the torture type scenes, but then it's uh-huh. also got the, uh, the jump scares and the suspense. And it's just, I don't know. It's really well put together. It's stuff. So it's not, a, it's not for the faint of heart, but I, th- I think it's pretty cool. Like it's it's cool to see like independent filmmakers out there doing something like this. That's really high quality. That's that's kind of you know hot as in they're not it, doing it, they're not out here doing the Is Eli producing there. the film? Uh, I'm not sure. Let me check and see. He may have produced it. Is it H A U N T Hunt? H A U N T. Yes. And are there like huh. because in the I'm seeing a movie? Yeah, okay, it is. It is Eli Roth. Oh yes, it, yes. I just saw it. Because I wonder what movie it is. It's actually from the guys who wrote The Quiet Place. Yes, it is. Yeah, the writer and they directed this time around though. They directed and wrote this one. Ah, uh, okay. So you said that you liked the film, right? Oh yeah, yeah, I liked it. Uh huh. I liked it a lot because I actually don't. Uh, Oh, so, so apologize. I wasn't because I was looking at IMDb, the title of the film. Where is it? Because I wrote H U N T, not H A U N T. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's it's really good though. I liked it. I thought it was shot well. I thought it was an interesting story, and I thought it was just I don't know. It's it's a fun movie. Uh-huh. Movies I think you'll like this. But I enjoyed it. And I don't want to give too, like I said, I want to give too much away about it because I think that's this is one of those movies that the less you know about it going into it, the better, you know. 
Okay. Uh, but I enjoyed it quite a bit. You see, you saw so another thing, right? Uh, yeah, I also watched Audition, which is a uh, classic oh, movie. Oh, uh, the Takashi Miike film. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Uh, and what a while! I've never seen this movie before. I've this heard a lot about it. Watching it, yeah, and wow, <laughs> what a movie, dude! Oh, it was so good. It begins as really, a, really a different it. film that ends that differently. It's like a different. Yeah, like watching absolutely. Different... It's a total one eighty, but it's like. I, I always liked his directing style, and I've seen a lot of, of his other movies, but I just had never seen this one. I mean, this is the one I'm that, actually, if not mistaken, is one of Tarantino's favorite film of all time. Yeah, yeah, which which is one reason I was super excited to watch it because I'm a, I'm a big fan of Tarantino, and I've I've looked up all these lists of movies he really likes and watched them, and uh, this one on there never been able to watch it so. I, would, I enjoyed it. Well, what a hell of a ride! <laughs> I was watching the trailer for the Blu-ray on Arrow Video. They were like, they were showing a section with like the, the audio commentary, like Takashi Miki. I think the producers they were talking. It's just like you know, it's like I'm pretty sure Eli Roth now is listening. Is the only one who's listening to this, you know, audio commentary. <laughs> uh, maybe then I think the producer was like, I don't know, because they were two speaking. They were like, I'm pretty sure he's now listening to it with Tarantino. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, it's actually, like once she pulls the once she pulls the needle out, there's no turning back at that point. It's and also it's not it totally because, changes. It's actually I think it's in, everyone knows about it. You see her holding a needle, I think in the post. There's not. Yeah, yeah, that's totally not a spoiler. I mean, once she pulls that needle out that you see in the poster, that's that's when it goes crazy. <laughs> For me, it's, it's, it's but it was great. I really liked it. It's actually it all begins when uh, when he when he calls you see that when he calls her and see her in the house the telephone, I won't spoil what yeah. happens. That part actually I think it's where everything turns bad shit crazy is what they say. Yeah, yeah, it really is. But what a what a movie! I had a, got a great time watching. If you've not seen this movie from oh. from '99, go back and watch it because wow. <laughs> I also recommend you should watch Takashi Miike's other movie he, he did called Dead or Alive. Yeah. You I think it? I've seen that one. Let me look it up. Let me look it up. Dead or Alive. Um, it has two Japanese like profile actors like they're known for, for their you know Yakuza films, and also for doing direct video like mostly titles. What year was this movie? I think ninety nine as well. Yeah. 99 as well. Wow. He was a busy man in 1999. He has over 100 movies that he directed. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's done a ton. I, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen this. Yes, I think you should... Yeah, I've definitely heard of it, but there I don't think I've the seen sequel, this. I recommend just watching the first one, because the first one is better. And, and then the end, they go like... Oh, it's on Prime Video, this uh, movie is. Yeah, I think because... because so I'll watch it. Uh, because he's, uh, I recommend just watching it in the first one. And he also... Because, uh, because what happens in the end you're like well what the hell did just happen because the ending is also like it says like with the audition it's like it's different than with the whole movie something happens oh really yes I won't spoil okay. it to you but you, ha- you have to watch the movie yeah I'll check that out I got it on my watch list yeah I mean it's on Prime so maybe I'll watch that tonight mm-hmm. okay but also the opening I think it had one of the best opening in a movie as the best I think cocaine sniffing scene in the movie history I think <laughs> Wow, that's a bold statement. I'm gonna no, definitely you have to see, watch. Uh, see it and then talk to me and tell me that I was that you got come. He's like, yeah, you're right. It has the best cooking sniffing scene in movie history. 
I, I consider myself a connoisseur of the cocaine sniffing scenes, like, you know. So I, I got to see this movie. Um, I uh, the the one person I want this movie see this movie is Nick, mostly because for this scene. Right? Yeah, that, that's immediately what I thought of. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I watched Haunt and Audition, and I definitely I recommend both of those. If you're into horror stuff, and if you have Shutter, you can you can watch both of them on there. That's where I watched them. Also, are you excited really for Mickey's new film, First Love? Yeah, yeah, I actually heard about that. I am excited for it's it. It's getting good reviews. It's actually about like a box, a former boxer. I think he he had to retire from boxing because I think of an injury. I think in, in his brain, he encounters I think a person yeah. who's being chased by the yakuza. Then he, he has to protect her from them. Yeah, I'm excited. I, I want to watch that, man. I, I like. I've seen a ton of his movies. Probably not near all of them, but I've seen a ton of them, and I've always I've liked every one of them. So. Because I also want to watch the Black Society movies like he made. Uh, his early movies like Sinjika Tries Society, Rainy Dog, and Ley Lines. Because I think these are also available on Twitter. Uh... Oh, is it? Okay. Nice. Maybe a bunch of his are. I'll have to get on there and look. It's because it's One of my favorites of his was... Uh... I think are the ones who are releasing the films. That's the... why it's on, it's on Prime. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense then. If that's... Okay. Uh... One of my favorites of his is the Sukiyaki Western Django. Uh, is this the one with Tarantino has a cameo <laughs> it's like, in it? Yeah, Tarantino's in it. Yeah, yeah, I love that movie, man. And it's like so stylized. These two gangs are so stylized in this town, and I just love the way it looks. And like, I mean, my like, favorite is actually, weird. you know, oh, uh, Thirteen no, Assassins. Is it? I, yeah, that's up there for me. Yeah. That's up there as well. He's yeah. done some really good movies, though, man. Yeah. Absolutely. He also done animes, but for me, like the last good movie he did was Blade of the Immortal. That that was, I think, his 100th film. Was it? That was 100th. That's crazy. Yes. That's came to Ichi the Killer is also up there for me. That's a yeah. good one. Also, the actor who plays the villain Ichi the Killer with the scar on his face. That's the guy apparently will be playing Raiden in the new Mortal Kombat film. Oh really? Yes. Okay. That's because he that's was also awesome. you know in uh, Thor. And the Thor movies, like one of the Warriors 4, I think. Right. Tadanobo Asano, that's his name. Okay. Yeah, Akaki, I'm in for that then. Sounds dope. Okay. Well, well, before we sit here and nerd out on on, on uh, Japanese movies the whole time, we can, we can get to the news now. <laughs> yeah. That's okay, we have all the time of the world. So, so like you mentioned, I think we should start the movie because we don't want to make this longer. Because the last episode, I think... With slow it, we went. I think about three hours, if I'm not mistaken. It was long. Yeah, yeah like three <laughs> hours. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So anyhow, um, let's begin with the news. So the the big news of the week was actually the news that uh, James Dean, uh, he's going to start in an upcoming film, and you might be wondering, wait, didn't James Dean pass away? Yes, he did. Uh, he passed away in age 24 in, in a car crash in 1995, and now what happened is that um. Uh, uh, there, there's a company called Magic City Films. They actually obtained the right to use, you know, Dean's James Dean's image, you know, from his family to create him as a CGI character in an upcoming Vietnam War film called uh, Finding Jack. And what happened is that um, this actually received a lot of, you know, backlash online. You see people like, you know, I mean, the most notable was Chris Evan. Now I don't have his quote, but he he said, I think, let me see if I can pull out his. I can, I can, like. I think it's. I feel. I feel mixed on this, guys. I feel mixed on it. I wanted to, to get to talk about it on here with you because you t- you tagged me in on Twitter and I saw it. And uh, 
like I it's it's crazy to me and it's incredible that we can do this with technology that we can take an actor who is no longer even alive and put and and he kind of did it with Rogue with One but it wasn't it, right? that good right right uh, but not like a full I mean this is insane this is a full movie like that's impressive that we have that technology but at the same time I also and like why oh yeah because like, that was like the just... question because I have Chris Evans respond this is what he said I'm sure he'd be thrilled. And then there's the like uh, confused emoji. This is awful. Maybe we we can get a computer to paint us a new Picasso or write a couple new John Lennon tunes. The complete lack of understanding here is shameful. And I think yeah, that's what I don't understand. Is like is like what what I mean? Just why not make this movie just like normal and cast a new actor? I mean, I don't understand the wanting to. What's the relevance of James Dean to it? Also. She, Also, she's in, because also Zelda when she's been talking about the lot because online, if you know, she was also talking about it. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. I'm not gonna talk because there's a lot of threats that she's been talking about it. But also, oh, I just no. spoke with other people like uh, Caleb uh, from Spawn on Me. I actually, he did. I remember I posted the phone. He responded to me on Twitter. He said he's okay. He's he's cool. He think he's cool and he wants to see it. I mean, I think, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm mixed on it because, yes, like, yes. I get it. Like, it's, it's cool, but it's, like, yes, also, yes. I don't understand. I also it. got from another Twitter user, his name is uh, J.S.A. Cukes. He said, plenty of great actors can reprise his role. Why marry the memory with computer graphics? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I definitely see both sides of it. And anyhow, um, now, I also, I did something new for this uh, episode, which I actually posted a Google form asking people to respond this question. Now, unfortunately, I only got one answer. It's actually from Drew Feisnant. He said the following. It's disgraceful. There are plenty of talented people who could play whatever role they have in mind. Sure, other people have been in movies post-mortem, but, but those were, fra <coughs> sorry. But those were uh, franchise yeah. entities which were, which all, were only the, they played their role. I think we're only, uh, I think there was some spelling uh, grammar thing. This isn't a franchise or role he played before, to my knowledge. I'm not saying only franchise can do it, or if that is okay. But if you're doing this, you better have a go a damn good reason. Right. And also, I want also because <coughs> I think what actually what I, I think a lot of people are uh, they're not happy was the comment they said because let me just what the, the filmmaker said in the article where I think they basically said. Oh, we we chose we we start we we did that we looked at it we 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 started talking at other acts but we felt like this role is is, is 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 there's only one actor that can play it, and that's James Dean. Okay, okay, here's it, the comment. We searched high and low for the perfect character to portray the role of Rogan, which is G what James Dean's the character is in the film. Uh, right. Also, the character is a secondary lead role, not actually the main character. And this uh, so oh, he's not so he's not the main character. The secondary lead role. Second, okay, so he's like this, okay. Okay, we search high and low, I'm mean, just repeat the, the, the comment. We search high and low for the perfect character to portray the role of Rogan, which has some extreme complex character arcs, and after months of research, we decided on James Dean. Huh. I just don't, I don't, I, I, I get it. Like it's, I, I don't know. I, I think it's cool and I think it's awesome, but I also don't understand how they think James, the thing is, is James Dean's not even going to be the voice. It's just going to look like yes, it. They said, they said they're going to bring an actor to voice him. Yeah. So I don't, I, I don't know, man. 
it's awesome, but it's so weird at the same time. Like, I don't because this is because it doesn't. Like, they say that we got the family's blessing, but I don't know. If, this uh, James Dean, I don't think he's. I don't think he expected for it to do that. He would, he would do this to him. I don't know if the families are like. Oh, we, we were okay with this. But for me, I feel like this sounds like a right. stunt casting. It's what all people feel. It feels like a stunt casting. Yeah. It's like, oh, make this. Because, I don't now, know. Now, because now, if I was talking about this movie, this film, this filmmakers, nobody has heard of before. And now this thing is like, they're, I'm, I, when I looked at it, I don't think they have a lot of credit in their film, uh, the filmmakers. Really? And that, and that, and that concerns me even more. Yeah. And also, it's not just that, uh, because uh, the guy who actually represents the family of James Dean also has more than 1,700, you know, entertainment, sports, and music historical personalities. includes the like of Burt Reynolds, Christopher Reeve, Ingrid Bergman, Neil Armstrong, Pete Davis, and Jack Lemmon. Just imagine, like, if maybe, you know, they might end up using other characters for the movies. Right. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. Uh, we'll see where it goes. We'll see. I mean, if they maybe. I, I mean, I, I wonder are, is this the, even going to come to fruition? Are they even going to do it? I mean, also, I just found out because apparently, um, what was his name? Uh, Marlon Brando. Before he passed away, he he was. I think he scanned his body digitally so that I think he was. People can use this technology in there, like what they're doing the CG. But this one is different because yeah. he actually gave his blessing before he passed away. So we right. know, this one didn't. We don't know what the actor's blessing. And we don't know about this because it all depends on how this movie is now. We don't know all eyes gonna be on this film, like how is this now is going to be. Right, exactly. So yeah, uh, I don't know. We'll see how it develops and stuff, and see if if it's something that they end up going through with and how it. I don't know. We'll see because they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to show it before it comes out, so we'll definitely see if they continue forward with it. We'll see it at some point before so. That's when there's going to be backlash, I feel like, is when we actually see it. I mean, I mean when you look at movies like Gemini, man, Angly Dead, you know, what was it? Life of Pi. And when you think about it, like, yeah. when you see this, like, no, we're okay, we're okay with this. Yeah. Okay. So I think now I should just we'll stop because I'm stop talking about, you know, James. We'll move on to the next topic. Because actually, <laughs> All right. Which is, okay, so now the next topic we got uh, Fantastic Beast 3. So we, we heard the news, like, you know, they have the reset. We didn't know if it's going to happen, the sequel, because if you remember, when the first movie came out, they said they were planning on doing, like, a total of five films. So the sequel, second one came out, it did, I think it's actually the the lowest buck grossing, you know, Harry Potter film. And people were like, so are you going to... And it didn't get a great received by critics. And so people were like, so are they going to move on with the third one or not? And apparently, now we just got the confirmation, yes, they are doing it, and they're shooting it, and spring 2020 and we got some information uh first that is that we find out that the cast beside you know, we hear that that there's a character who appeared briefly in the second movie uh uh who will have a bigger bigger or bigger role in, the, in this third movie which is actually the character of olale lali hicks who's actually a teacher okay in uh ilvermon ivermoni school of witchcraft and wizardry was it the american equivalent of hogwarts Okay. Also, okay. and another thing I also found that which was I think a big thing was that uh, the when they announced they're doing uh, the Fantastic Beasts film, J.K. Rowling she's actually announced she'll be writing all the films. Now for this one, they brought uh, Steve Cloves, who actually wrote uh, the previous Harry Potter films. Expect I think one of the movies. 
I think it was the Half-Blood Prince. I might be mistaken. So he's also rewriting the script with her. And we've... Okay. So anyhow, um, because now everything's like, they're saying they're moving forward with the franchise and the movie's opening in November 12, 2021. I mean, I haven't seen uh, any of... Well, I've seen the first Fantastic Beast. I haven't seen the second one. Uh, I've seen I've seen only the Fantastic Beast films, or even the first Harry Potter film. Okay, I've seen I've seen all the Harry Potters, but I've I've not seen I've only seen the first Fantastic Beasts. Uh, one, but I mean I like the first. I mean I don't know. It's like these I also like these the, movies the, the, at this the point are for. One. I mean, I'm not the diehard Harry Potter fan, but I enjoyed the the first two films. Right. See, that's what I think is it. That's what I'm wondering is: is this for diehard Harry Potter fans, or is this for people who? The response you know, had been for these two films from the fans has been mixed. Yeah. Mostly it's like, why are they making it? Because for what I understand, the characters did not land to them strongly. And also you got the joint dip cast, which wasn't well received by everyone. Right. Right. I mean, I don't know. It's interesting. I'll probably wind up watching it. I need to see the second one first, but... Uh... And me and my wife are both big Harry Potter fans, so... What was your thoughts on the end of their casting Johnny Depp as Grindelwald? Uh, I mean, I didn't actually hear about it till just now, till you, till you, you didn't know that Johnny Depp was so. playing Grindelwald? Uh, no. Wait, wait, wait. You, didn't you saw the first movie? Yeah, but he wasn't in that one, was he? He was uh, the Confer character. Um, spoiler for the first movie: you find out that he he was impersonating him the whole time. You know, did you remember when they arrested him? He turned. He should. Oh close. yeah, that was him with oh, okay. the white yeah, hair, yeah. make and the makeup. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, he was in the first one. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, he's just so he's still. Uh, I mean, what did? I'm okay with it because he's he's already played that character, so it's not like they brought him in. I know a lot of shits have went on with Johnny Depp, you know, but like. And apparently, with what's all, going on with this, there's more to the story about with him and his and Amber Heard. Right. I'm not yeah, and I'm sure there is. So like, I don't know about the full story with them. Yeah, I don't either, and I, I but I, I know that like I get it. Like, if you if you canceled casting him for a, a new role, but like he's already played this character, so it. For the sake of the, I mean, I don't know. Because he, I, would, I, he, I, he, I have mixed feelings on that. Yeah, because you know what was it? Colin Firth was the was originally the character. He was playing a different character when you find out that he, who is he, who, that uh, his character was actually Grindelwald the whole time, and you're like, right. man, the, he's a great actor. He, I mean, you think you think they replaced him with Johnny Depp? That was like most of the people's turn out. Like, they don't want to watch it because of Johnny Depp. Their kids casting because you know Joey Noble. She did. She won't watch it because of of him. She won't watch right. the Johnny Depp film because of him. And I mean, like I said, I don't know what else is going on with that situation. And also, but I, I may would feel differently about also, it if apparently I. I did not put in the He'll have a bigger role in the sequel, and he's played by Jude Law. Okay, and he's like a young dumb. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'm so attached to these. I have mixed feelings about it as a Harry Potter person too, because I'm just like, it just feels weird seeing Dumbledore be put like. He was done. good, and if, just, you, see second, know, if just... you see the second Fantastic Beast film, he was good in it as Dumbledore. He was the highlight. No, like, but really? that makes okay. like he was like he was the performance. I mean, he had less screen time, but he was great as Dumbledore. I have not seen like if only, I don't remember his, the characters in the first movie, but for what I saw of Jude Law, I did like his performance, and I thought Johnny Depp did well in the film as Grindelwald. 
Okay. No, I'll no. have to watch the second one. I haven't seen it. And even people I know who have mixed feelings about Johnny Depp, when I asked them what they thought about Johnny Depp, they said they thought he was, they thought he did, it was okay. He didn't like, went too cartoony like what people would think of Johnny Depp with Jack Spell. He didn't right. like this. Okay. Huh. Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested. I'll, I'll uh, definitely follow this as it moves on. Yeah, because... Alright, the next we got the news that Adam McKay has signed like a first look film deal with Paramount Pictures. And if you're wondering, uh, he has a TV deal with HBO and because he's developing t- TV shows with a most notably succession. So anyhow, Yeah, I'm excited for anything this guy does, man. Adam McKay yeah. is... Because, because he originally great. had a production company with Will Ferrell, but then they split. And now he has a new company, right. a new company called uh, Hyper Object Industries. Yeah. Like and they also that was they say he's he hasn't he signed a first look deal with Paramount Pictures and he's also developing TV show for HBO and HBO Max. Under the deal, okay, so he's developing a series about Jeffrey Epstein. That's interesting. Huh. I mean, this is what he's doing now because he's doing also a TV, TV show about the LA Lakers. Uh, John C. Yeah, Ryan, I know we talked about yes, that. We talked about the Lakers. Jerry Bus. I mean. I'm I'm mostly because I would love to to get in. I know no, I don't think I'm gonna get him Andy Curtis to review this show for me because he's a big yeah. sports guy and having him it would be great. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited for anything Adam McKay does though. I mean, he. Uh, I actually, you know, I he has definitely like he's kind of like what's the guy who Oliver Stone who did uh, War Dogs and just oh, did Todd Joker. Phillips, yes. Because people were comparing. Todd Phillips, he's got a similar career path as Adam McKay, where they started in comedy and they've turned into big time yeah. drama directors. You know. Yeah. That's cool that they're telling us different kinds of stories now. Yes, because I actually did like the voice and I, I and the big shirt. I know he won an Oscar for, but I think did did not land the will for me. It's because like the the economic terms and stuff like what they that is I was I'm not that strong film just like. Because the economy stuff is one of my weakness. I didn't, that's why it didn't line up with me. Yeah. All right. Yeah, but I like him, man, and I, uh, I'm i excited for this. Okay. All right, so next also, we got the news that, uh, because I remember, I think I talked to you about they're making a Bee Gees baby with the producers of Bohemian Rhapsody and Chernobyl. And also, yeah, we we talked about that. Yeah, and also we the, uh, this and out there I did not post it. Was like I think when, they, when we talked about this one came when we were recording. I think the show uh, as the apparently Steven Steven Spielberg was also he and his company Amplin they were trying to secure the rights for the Bible of the Bee Gees. And when he found out that that Paramount's developing with the producer of Bohemian Rhapsody, he got pissed. And then when Paramount the the head of Paramount found out about that Spielberg got pissed. It's like oh no, we will make you pay the champion into the film project. Now he's. His company is also involved with financing the film. Okay. Yes. Wow. Yeah, because that's the last person you want to you want to piss in the you know, Hollywood. Yeah, you don't want to piss off Steven Spielberg. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So anyhow, so this this <laughs> it came up. We just find out who's writing the script. Uh they brought in Anthony Mc uh, McCartan, who who wrote I think the theory of everything, uh, Darkest Hour, and of course Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay. And uh, what's interesting about these movies that I mentioned is that all three of them. The act, the lead actors won best actor at the Oscars. Yeah, this uh, this is interesting, and I think it shows too. Like, like Steven Spielberg said something, and it got like 
it was done. It was like they were like, "Oh yes, sir, yes." Like that shows how much power he has. But you should have. I don't uh, know if you remember. But I, I'm uh, excited for. I mean, I, nobody. Well, I just, I just, it's weird. Like as a, like I like the BGs, but I don't know many people who go around who are like die hard. You know what I mean? Like Most so, it's interesting for that they like the BGs. Night life, actually. Yeah. Exactly. But uh. I mean, I'll watch it. I like the, I like the Bee Gees, and I'll watch it. <laughs> oh, yeah. And by the way, uh, you might because I'm drinking, you know, a Coke. You might hear me. Uh, might you might hear maybe some burps. Might hear me do. So I apologize <laughs> in advance to anyone who's listening. <laughs> so so you know we were talking about the Bee Gees. So what was I? Oh yes. Yeah, so, so you mentioned Spielberg. Uh, something similar this happened. Like I don't know if you know that like, the guy who wrote um, Burn uh, West Side Story, the music Burned. I think. Uh, I think Einstein, I forgot his name. Let me just pull that for a minute. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. What's that story? Because I know Spielberg is doing the, the new movie with that story. Yeah, I didn't know he was doing that either. Other correct. Robert White, I think I'm missing. He directed, I think, the first. I don't know why it's not um, Robert Wise. Pardon? I said Robert White instead of Robert Wise. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, so now, yes, it is. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Leonard Bernstein. Um, Spielberg has been, you know, he was, you know, he wanted to make a biopic about him and. What happened then? The news came right. out that uh, Kerry Fuganaka and he's gonna make a, a Bernstein biopic with with Jake Gyllenhaal playing him. And they were trying hmm. to secure the right for the music from his family, Bernstein's family. And what happened? Said Spielberg find out. Then he also, you know, Scorsese, uh, Scorsese was also working on another Bernstein biopic, and he, he talked to him. It's like we we should combine together to 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 work on the adapting to making this new project, the Bernstein bio, biopic. And they end up getting Bradley Cooper because after because they saw an early cut of uh, Stars One, they told him you should start and direct the film, the Bernstein film. And he ended up getting the rights for the music of it. Wow, it's and, crazy sometimes how these deals happen, man. Somebody just says, "Hey, he did this," and it just boom, it's done. Like it's crazy. And also because how quickly the family, if they had to pick between you know Jake Gyllenhaal and Spielberg, of course they would have to take Spielberg and what is Scorsese. I mean. You can't say no to these two. You got these two giants, right? I mean, despite what I mean, yeah. what they think about streaming service and Marvel movies, they are one of the best, you know, directors working in Hollywood. Oh, absolutely. Okay, I mean, you no, know, I hope this movie does well because I know people have thoughts about Bohemian Rhapsody, but it all depends for me now is on who they get to direct the film. Yeah, I'll be interested to see who they land on to direct it. Yes. Because you know, Bohemian Rhapsody, because we all know what happened with the director dramas. We're not going to, I want to talk about but Right, yeah. And now speaking also about director's drama, we got we found out that uh, the current, uh, uh, that the the movie News Fights about uh, Walter Cronkite that stars, uh, what was it, uh, Chris Pine, would they have found the director? Uh, it's actually the director, okay. Alfonso Go- Gomez region. Uh, if, you, if you're familiar with him, he actually directed uh, Me and Er and the Dying Girl 
and it's a movie that he just came out, The Current War. And if you're familiar with why I mentioned director drama, because he, he actually, you know, the movie was supposed to come out you know, in 2017, but it, it got shelved because, you know, Weinstein was the one going to be distributing the film. Right. And then he actually, yeah. you know, the director gained control of the, you know, of his movie and he recut the film and he re-edited it, which, and it came out just recently. Okay. Yeah, so he also, and also I think you might like this, uh, Alfonso Gomez region directed, I think, episodes the first three seasons of uh, uh, American Horror Story. Mm. He was heavily okay. involved, I think, in the cover, I think the, the one with the witchcraft. He was more involved with this season. That oh, season. yeah, I liked that one. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, he's doing. And I liked, I enjoyed Me and Earl and the Dying Girl. That movie was good. And the book. I liked the book and the oh. movie of that. So. For me, actually, I thought it was okay because it, it wasn't something new because I've seen movies like this before. But I enjoyed it. Mm. I mean, yeah, it definitely wasn't like something groundbreaking, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, so anyhow, uh, John, he's doing a, a biopic about Walter Cronkite. He's the guy who reported uh, the assassination of President John F. Kennedy. Remember, there's a video of it. You right. can see it online. And Chris Pine will be playing the character. And what's funny enough, originally it was supposed to be directed by David Gordon Green and it was going to star uh, Seth Rogen. Rogen, I think I mispronounced his name. Yeah, Seth Rogen. Yeah. Uh, that's interesting. See, and I really like... Uh... I mean, I like Seth Rogen, but I really, really like David Gordon Green. He's a, great I think director. he's a good director. And, and what he did with the yeah, Halloween was great. I mean, yeah, I loved Halloween, and I loved uh, all his independent movies he made before that. Huh. Were really good. Did you saw Joe the um, one with Nicholas Cage? Because I don't know if you yeah. say that was his best performance in years. Oh yeah, Joe was so good, dude. Joe was great. Yeah, man. Joe I, was great, and didn't he do? Uh, did he do Prince Avalanche as well? The one with Paul Rudd, where they paint the. I know he did Pineapple Express. Paint the lines on the road. He did Pineapple Express, which is like his best known film beside Halloween. Yeah, yeah, he did that one, but I, th- I think Prince Avalanche is the one. I think he did that one as well, and it's a uh, it's a really good movie. It's got Paul Rudd and I think Emil Emil Hirsch wasn't that with him. And I believe that was uh, David Gordon Green. It's about these two guys who. This is David uh, Gordon Green. Yeah, that movie's really good. I like that movie. He also did. Uh, they, they they paint the lines on the road of all things to have as a job. They're the guys who paint the lines on the road. He also did Stronger, uh, the one up with Jake Gyllenhaal. He's a survivor from the Boston bombing. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot about that one. Yeah. All right. But yeah, he's a really good director, man. So it's a shame he wasn't going to get to be involved. But uh, this sounds interesting, regardless. And speaking about directing, also I got some other directing news. Uh, Channing Tatum, he's he's going to be making his directorial debut for a movie for a trip movie called Dog, with a pen sentence on a former army ranger and his Belgian Milanese dog Lulu. <laughs> okay, so this is an interesting premise. <laughs> So basically, he, so he's writing, he wrote this, and he's starring in it, and, and he's co-directing it. Yes. This is interesting. Oh, he's directing. I thought he was only directing. He's directing with his producing partner, Reed Caroline. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. So basically, the, he'll be playing the Army Ranger and who's actually going to on a road trip to a funeral for his best friend who's also for Lulu's former handler. Mm. Now, what 
Okay. Because I missed to see his stuff with Smoopy. Because I remember there was an article came out that he, there was the, from Deadline. They were talking about that he changed, like, you know, he signed with a different management. In that article, they're saying that they were hearing that he might be directing, you know, what was that X-Men movie he was going to? Oh, Gambit. Oh, yeah, yeah, Gambit. Yeah. Like, they were talking about I that forgot movie. about that. That movie is now scrapped, as far as I'm seeing. It's not happening. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that movie's done. It's not happening. But if they can, if they want Mookie, they can have him back because we did not, because they, they can't use back because then since we didn't have him in a movie as Gambit, they, they can, it's okay for them if they report it with him because, like I mentioned, it was not in a previous X-Men movie in it. Right, exactly. Because I'm actually, you know, I'm curious to see how this movie turns out to be. Because he changed his career, especially with that movie, uh, Foxcatcher and the jump suit film, he changed his career. Yeah, he, oh, he absolutely did. He absolutely did. But yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see. I, uh, I think he's an actor who's had some interesting, interesting roles too over, over the years. Like, I thought seeing him turn up in, uh, Hateful Eight was weird. <laughs> but he did good. But he just seemed out of place. I mean, we also first, saw, but, what's his name? Uh, Jonah Hill in, in Experience and what's it, Django? Remember I still, no, that was a hilarious scene. Though. Yes. That was a hilarious scene. We've talked about that once before on this podcast. That shows how much my favorite we like Tarantino it. scene. The the mask scene it's would be so funny. And also, I also recommend people. I think it was I think last week's episode where we started talking about the my name is Jeff scene from I think <laughs> was this the uh, you and me and Slop we were talking about it that my name is Jeff. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I recommend people to go listen to it. <laughs> oh man but yeah uh, so I think that's I think that's cool oh, I'm interested in this movie it sounds like a cool premise and it sounds like right. Channing Tatum is doing some interesting stuff so that's cool and also like I'm doing a lot of sick we mentioned interesting stuff uh, Ben Affleck now he's adding another project into his like busy schedule he's going to he got cast I think as the as the lead in Robert Rodriguez's new movie, uh, Hype Hypnotic, was that where Affleck apparently will be playing a detective who was actually investigating you know, the mystery involving his missing daughter and secret government program. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for this. I love Robert Rodriguez. He's uh, a he's one of was, my favorite I think, I think was this year, I think, un- most underrated film. Yeah, absolutely. I absolutely, that I liked some it. Story problems, and but I actually did like it. The film. Oh yeah, I did too. Because I they, like all his movies. And apparently, the they might change like you know the 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 movie might be a while since we can see because like I mentioned, Affleck is busy and they might have to change you know the 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 production date because of his busy schedule. Yeah. Because if I remember, I told you like he was originally supposed to be the Adam Driver role in that film, The Last Duel, but he had to drop that because he's busy you know working on. On you know Adrian Lyons' new movie Deep Water with Anna De Armas. Right. Yeah. He's been keeping himself busy after the whole Batman thing. Yeah, I uh, I think Ben Affleck's an interesting guy. He um. He's going through stuff, you know, with sober, uh, with like alcohol addiction and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think I think he's had an interesting career too. He's I mean, starting out where he did with like Kevin Smith movies and stuff, and, and I actually back, just I recently watched Marston. Jay Silent Bob for, a, for I think a cameo 
if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Oh, did he in the new in the reboot? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw he gave the speech at uh, when they got the Hollywood Walk of Fame. They got the stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. I watched that speech and it was pretty, it was pretty good, man. He's a, he's an interesting dude. He does some some stuff I don't like, and he does some stuff I do. He's not he's not one of those Actors guys that make, I'm like know, everything. People make good and bad movies. Simple. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and I'm not saying Daddy's Home is the best film. This mostly me trying to bring in talk about Daddy's Home. <laughs> Seriously, guys, go watch Daddy's Home. <laughs> and you know, in that case, put also boy. I'm also gonna give some shout out for to Conair. Go watch Conair too, people. Also next, oh yes, I, I forgot what <laughs> I was doing. I just remembered. So the next news we got is that um, Benicio del Toro, he's was doing. He's, he's been working so hard on trying to make this uh, Cuban mafia film, The Corporation, for a long while trying to make it. Now, apparently now it's still the project is moving forward now with Paramount and. And Leonardo DiCaprio's company, Aprian Way, and they have brought in a new writer for the project. And apparently, this, okay. this project tells the story of uh, Jose Miguel Basil Sr., the leader of the corporation, who was known among the Cuban American community as El Padrino, aka the Godfather. Basil served as a key operator for Cuban leader Fulgencio Batista, bringing him his car from the gambling casino when the mafia ran Cuba. Battle escaped to the U.S. where he and his men were trained by the CIA to invade Cuba at the ill-fated Bay of Pigs. Having saved the lives of 28 of his men, the Godfather emerged from the debacle of a, as a hero to many Cuban Americans. The corporation started out running a numbers, a numbers racket before moving on to money laundering and murder. Through battle, associates never gave up the dream of bringing down Fidel Castro and reclaiming Cuba. They were ultimately brought down by a detective who pursued them recently for over 15 years. This sounds awesome. Uh-huh. Like, and I and Benicio del Toro is an incredibly talented actor, and I and I I'm super excited. This is uh, this is cool. I'm looking forward. To it. And DiCaprio's producing. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, also DiCaprio is also producing the Akira movie. That that movie is still not happening. Yeah, so that's a heads up uh, for people. That's true. <laughs> but but this sounds cool, man. I I will definitely watch this movie. This this sounds right up my alley. I like this. Kind of stuff. Like he's also my great actor. I mean, Sicario the movie I didn't I did not like it, but I, he was my favorite part in the film. Oh, I liked that movie. Yeah, and uh, and he definitely was the highlight. I always I always liked his role. And did you see Oliver Stone's movie Savages? No, no, I'm not a huge fan of Oliver Stone. Uh. I'm not a giant Oliver Stone fan either, but that that movie was good, and uh, Benicio del Toro is great in that movie. He was also, I think, good in Snatch. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Benicio del Toro's. I don't know that I can think of a movie he's been bad in. Mm. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> he's always good. Pity he was the voice of Swiper and Dora. Was he? Yes. Let me check. And I think because I know Boots. Who was it? Awesome. Danny Trigo was. I think was Boots. <laughs> That's awesome. If you check, yes, he is. He uh, he was the voice of Swiper. Wow, that's and, incredible. And Danny Trigger was Boots. That's that's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so next we also got the news. Uh, uh, Zac Efron, he's going to be starring in the movie King of the Jungle about um, 
the the founder of McPhee. Um, what's his name? John McPhee. It's been what? No, he's <laughs> That's not. What this is? He's not playing. It. This this is what the project is about. It's based on an article by Jasper David Pappas in Condiness Wired magazine about the wild true story of a rock tech magnet John McPhee, creator of the McPhee Antifa software, who cast in his fortune left civilization and moved to to the jungle in Belize. There he set up a corner <laughs> cuts like compound of guns section madness. In the film <laughs> This is awesome that they're making this. I'm sorry. So guys, basically F1 will be playing awesome. the journalist uh, Ari Furman. Uh, who has said, he accepts what he thinks is a run of the mill assignment to infuse McPhee one by once he arrives in Belize he finds himself pulled into McPhee escalating paranoia, slippery reality and murder oh man so apparently what this happened, is incredible so what happens is that uh, the script has been written by the guys who wrote you know the first season of American Crime Story you know The People vs. OJ Ed Wood and they recently did it Dolomite is my name it's coming from the director of Crazy Stupid oh, yeah. Love and what happened is that originally the project was supposed to start Seth Rogen as you know as the as the guy was it the journalist and Michael Keaton as you know as McPhee. Oh man, that that sounds even more appealing. I, I think that would have been even better. The report is saying that he's not playing McPhee, but I think McPhee tweeted that oh no, he's still playing him. I have to just check. Wait, so so John McAfee is involved in this movie? Like he's know. permission to make this? I uh, just this whole thing is crazy. Like the the uh, so first off, I think it's hilarious. This whole like that this dude like I've read so many articles about this guy. Like he just he got rich and he just started fucking partying, and like that's what he just sold it all off and just started partying. That's insane to me that that's what he's like. I already have made it. I'm gonna party with the rest of my life, and then and now the fact that they're making a movie about it is even better. <laughs> like this is crazy. Let me check. Uh, because I'm looking at his Twitter account because he posted something. I don't think there is the article. So, so anyhow, because I don't think he's playing it because with Mikisa, I don't think he's playing, you know, McPhee because I don't know who's now going to be playing McPhee now. Okay, so it's not necessarily going to oh, be wait, Michael what, Keaton. What's, what's exactly his name exactly? Because I think I'm mispronouncing his name. Uh, What, John McAfee? Uh, McAfee, okay. Yeah. Because I'm, because I'm saying McPhee. Because, because Mac- yeah, McAfee. McAfee, okay. So because I don't know who's now is gonna be playing it because this is the one who's I'm interested because they they replaced him multiple times and because they joined him I think was playing you know was originally supposed to be playing McAfee but then they brought in Michael Keaton but I think it was perfect but now it looks like he's not yeah. playing him. Man, I thought Michael Keaton that sounded perfect when you said that. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. who else do you think is crazy enough like Keaton to to, to play you know? <clears throat> who do you want to see? Who does that think is crazy enough to play? To play, who who would I like to see play John McAfee? Yeah. If I could pick anybody, man, that's that's a tough tough question. Uh, What's his name? Trying uh, to think. Steve does Steve Carell work well? Steve Carell? You think Steve Carell? I don't know, man. Because he's... I think uh, I think Jeff Bridges. Isn't he too old? What hey? McAfee's know. old man. I don't know. 
like, I mean, when is this movie set? This I mean, do you know who now, I think like, will be? Do you know who think will be great? Christian Bale, because you still have Chameleon. He is. Christian Bale would be great. Christian Bale would be great. You're right. Yes, because because especially because I think he can pull off him with the the look, the beard and stuff. And and if you saw how he pulled off, what is his name? Uh, Genie. I think he might be because God knows how if he plays a crazy guy. Yeah, Christian Bale could definitely do it. That's a good. That's a good pick. Or give it. Or, or give it to Joaquin Phoenix, especially after Joker. Or what about uh? <laughs> okay. Okay, and hear me out here. Hear okay, me okay, out. I'm yes, listening. Brian Cranston. Oh yeah, this is a good one. <laughs> He's already a funny <laughs> guy. Brian him acting yeah, crazy. Brian Cranston could pull this off. Yeah, you know what? I think yours is better, Cranston. If you can't get Keaton, get Cranston. Yeah, I think Brian Cranston could do a good job with this. <laughs> I would have also said, you know, James Franco, but especially what's happening right now and the stories that's coming out about. I don't think they might put him in the movie. Yeah, I doubt they will. Okay. But yeah, my vote's for Brian Cranston. Me too. I um, hope you get my, Cranston. I'm officially, yeah, I'm officially casting my ballot for Brian <laughs> Cranston as John Matt. Okay. And then next, we also got news that uh, Blocker's director uh, and Perfect screenwriter Kay Cannon should be directing a, a biopic about uh, the improv group uh, Dill and Charna, who actually who were actually gurus to to famous you know, people, mostly people also from Saturday Night Live, including. Mike Myers, Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, Chris Farley, John Favreau, Adam McKay, Stephen Colbert, Rachel Dratz, Cicely Strong, Seth Myers, Matt Walsh, Vanessa Bayer, Bob Odenberg, Odenkirk, David Kochner, Andy Dick, and Kay Cannon herself, and many more. Wow. That's that's going to be a cool story. These people have to be... Uh, I mean, they said that the, the, the film will focus the unlikely pairing of two Martinez 19 relation, 19 years of close and half half from the later who can just to own run and teach at the IO theater. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I didn't know anything about this, but this is uh, this actually I think we could see this is cool because like K Can like I mentioned her like she's that was, that was her, her mentor I think she wants to respect her I think she'll do a great job maybe honoring her her mentors. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, definitely. Who are they going to cast to as the it. mentors? Yeah, that's going to be an interesting casting, and I wonder if uh, they'll make the actors will make some cameos, of these people like, will play themselves. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, like if we'll see some of these people turn up in the movie as themselves. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe maybe they will do it because if they want to honor, if it's because I think Kay Cannon, she was maybe their friend, they might do it. Yeah, I think this could be interesting. I'm looking forward to following this and seeing what seeing what becomes because of it. Of the list of the actors I met, who do you think is more likely to appear in, in it maybe as themselves? I can see maybe Tina Fey and Amy Poehler as the most likely. Yeah, I could see them doing it. I don't see Mike Myers doing it at all. I mean, Chris Farley is no longer with us, sadly. Right. Uh, I think Seth Myers, he, he may would do it. I mean, um, Bob Odenkirk, I can see Bob Odenkirk doing it. Or maybe he plays a different character in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, David Koshner, I could see him doing it. Stephen Colbert. Honestly, quite a few of those I could see being attached to that. Andy Dick. Yeah, I mean, I could see quite a few of those I people I don't think people that, won't so. want to bring Andy Dick because of his behavior and stuff. Oh, did something happen with him too? Jesus, who has something not happened with? I mean, Andy Dick, <laughs> his behavior, I mean, 
he, I think he had addiction and stuff and I don't know if he, I think he was on the show, I think he Because you hear about him, like his, his stories about what he's doing Oh yeah, the, I, so I just googled Andy Dick's name and the first thing that came up is Andy Dick please not guilty to groping Lyft driver So yeah, Andy Dick's definitely not doing it yet. <laughs> I didn't know that this was happening, but Andy Dick's out. <laughs> and he was, you know, he was actually, he was forced, he got forcedly removed from Jimmy Kimmel Live because he was, you know, harassing Ivanka Trump in 2007. Oh, was he? In an interview. But it seemed like he does a lot of stuff. But yeah, he, uh, yeah, a lot of stuff, apparently, that I've and missed. And he was fired also for because of inappropriate behavior. Uh, he hasn't done anything like in fucking twenty years, anyway. So the last thing I seen was good at from for animals is in twenty eighteen as a voice. Oh, was he a voice in animals? I liked that show. I didn't know he was a voice in that. I mean, he does voiceover Andy Dick. I mean, he was in San Andreas. Oh, okay, I didn't know that either. Let me check out. Mostly he's doing stuff mostly like directed video and yeah, stuff. that's what I was thinking. Like just straight to DVD stuff. With like I said, I don't think he anything major a big studio would want to go with him, especially what with stuff he's doing. Yeah, with all this stuff going on, no, definitely not. Definitely not. Okay, <laughs> okay so let's just and uh, then we move on. We talk. There's a news came out that uh. Sandra Bullock is going to star and produce uh, the Netflix film Unforgiven. And no, this is not for a remake of uh, of the Clint Eastwood movie. It's based actually over a 2009 miniseries from on ITV. Huh. Yes. So the, the original British three-parter is exactly for falls Ruth Slate as a woman released from prison after serving 15 years sentence for a violent crime and looking to unite with the strangled yellow sister. Sister, she was forced to leave behind. And apparently, for what I'm seeing, uh, huh. Christ- Christopher McQuarrie has actually written the story, the script, and I think he tweeted, like he said, that he wrote this a long time ago, this script, and it was in development hill for years. Yeah, this is interesting, though. Like, Sandra Bullock is, uh, pretty much, you, you put her in something, I'll probably watch it. Like, she's pretty I mean, she already has a good relationship with Netflix yeah. after Bird Box, which we did well, yeah. apparently, to, to, to Netflix. God, Bird Box was... I liked that movie a lot. That movie was really good. But I didn't saw it because I think people say it's not as good as The Quiet Place. We've always been comparing it to it. Yeah, I, I get the comparisons there, for sure. But I, uh... I definitely think it's different enough to vouch watch them both. You should watch it, for sure. I liked it. Alright, uh, then next we got this actually for you, a horror movie on uh, Netflix. It will be doing a, a horror film called The Outside that's being directed by David M. David F. Sand, the director of Shazam and, Shazam and Lights Out and Annabelle 2. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. He did uh, Lights Out. Um, okay, I'm down. Uh, Netflix and horror together, you, yeah. I'm in. Like, so it makes some cool uh, horror stuff. This so. one, The Answer, was based on a comic by Boom Studios. It's focused on a psychiatrist returns to, uh, a psychiatrist who returns to an insane asylum where her mother once worked and is now a patient, hoping to quell a bloody wave of horror that's been un- unleashed. As she descends down the rabbit hole and discovers the hard truth about her past, she comes to understand the hospital is hiding secrets <clears throat> of its own, and perhaps she and her mother have more in common than she realized. Okay, this sounds like a cool story also. 
And I didn't realize, I noticed now you said he did Annabelle Creation too, which to me was the best Annabelle movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last good Conjuring I, film since Conjuring 2. Yeah, I haven't seen the newest Annabelle that we talked about that one a few few episodes ago, but uh, and, I, and I enjoyed Lights Out and uh, I'm excited for this. This is cool. Sounds, sounds like a cool story. It reminds me of, uh, of Lights Out because in, in some of this stuff did did dive, they did have to be with with the mother and daughter in Lights Out, yeah. I remember. Yeah, definitely. Uh, because I can see but I think the introduction of like the asylum and stuff will add a lot more elements to it that 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 Lights Out didn't have, you know? It'll be different enough to... But I definitely see what you're saying there with the... It is has the mother and daughter thing going on, but I'm in. I'm in for this. Yes. And also, uh, I don't know exactly when this movie is getting made, if it's getting made before or after Shazam 2, because we know there's going to be a Shazam 2. Right. But I think he might do it, because this is not a big budget film. I think he might do it, then he'll go to Shazam 2. Yeah, this this probably will happen first, I would oh. bet, and then, it's and, and then James, Shazam 2. James Bond is doing it now with his movie, Malignant, I feel like Malignant, before he shoots Aquaman 2. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about that one. Oh. I'm excited for that. James Wan is—he's a good director, man. And then next, uh, we got another uh, news of uh, movie announcement. Now, I know you hear it sounds like casting, but this has, but it's not just the, the casting, but also movie announcement, which it just dropped. Okay. Uh, so the next uh, move, move news, we also got uh, Jessica Chastain. She's going to star in a movie called uh, Losing Clementine. Okay. Okay, so it's cool. Been, it's been written by one of the writers of Better Call Saul and Circus, and the painting follows. Ooh. A uh, well-known artist Clementine Bichard, who, after flossing away her meds, gave herself 31 days to tie up loose ends before killing herself. While checking off her blood, where her bucket list, she uncovers secrets about her family tragedy that befell her mother and sister. This sounds cool. Mm. I'm in. Yeah, I'm glad. It's because I've heard Jessica Chastain. I mean, no, we didn't have a lot of stuff because. I don't know because they're saying that because it currently people are you know selling their movies at at the American Film Festival at the FM. I don't know if this movie got picked up or not. Right. Because they are selling. I mean, it sounds cool though. Better Call Saul uh, writer is is attached. I mean, Jessica Chastain and the story sounds cool. Like I'm in. Because I see who I think might buy this either A24 or Netflix. I was about to say yeah. This is a this definitely could be a Netflix. I could see A24 Amazon doing it as well, though. Yeah. It'll happen. This movie will for sure happen. And I'm excited. Next, we also got the news. It's going to be cool. Um, Joe, Mel Gibson and Frank Gill are reuniting again with Joe Connor for a new movie called Leo from Toledo. Now, okay. now Mel Gibson has, and Frank Gill, they've already now worked with the movie with Joe Connor have Foundation, they have already finished, it's currently in post-production, the movie is called Bo- Boss Lover. Now, this new movie, Leo from Toledo, it's actually going to form, focus on a central killer who's played by Mel Gibson, who's heightened the witness protection problem, uh, program. And also, he has trouble remembering simple things. So what happens is that he, he, has, he finds out that his daughter and her granddaughter are in trouble and he has to go save them. Hmm. Okay, and also, this sounds like an interesting role yeah. for Gibson. Yes, because he sounds yeah, because he's a great actor. I can see him pull it off. Because I know people have problem yeah. with Gibson because of his you know big stuff he said and. He's a, he's a great I, I actor. see. To me, I, I'm one of these people who like I can I can. I can separate someone's personal views and personal actions from their work. 
Like, to, you know, I still think they could make good movies even if they've done some weird or off the rails or bad shit, you know? I mean, I'm giving him a second chance, Mel Gibson. If he does something, I give him, if I don't think I'm going to give him another one. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of one of those people that, like, I'll, I'll watch a movie for what it is and not, you know. Or maybe I mean, because I actually I used to watch his stuff. movies as a kid. I mean, that's why. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And also, the script's been written by Dan Casey. I'm not mistaken. That's, I think it's a comic book writer, Dan Casey. Yeah, yeah, I believe he is. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, I'll, I'll probably watch this. This sounds cool. And it's, uh, wait, gray, so Grey Matter? Isn't that uh That's actually a oh, no, production company. Gray. That's the producer of Lights Out, actually, Lawrence Gray. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. I was I was confusing it with uh, Point Grey. That's that's Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg's. Oh. That's, I think it's near yeah, after their school. Cool. Not mistaken. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Right. But cool. I'm in on that. That sounds like an interesting role for Mel Gibson, and it sounds like a cool story. Yeah. Okay. Then next, we also got the news another Netflix project. Uh, Green Room's director is doing a Netflix serve with John Boyega. And I'm so excited for this. Yes, I'm so excited for this. The movie's called River Ridge, and the, the movie's been described as a high-velocity threat that explores systematic American injustice through bone-breaking act. Action sequence and suspense and dark humor like his previous movie Green Room. It's been described. Yeah, dude, I, this guy is Jeremy Saulnier can 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 make something. I'm in. He, he actually, did. Uh, he was supposed to direct this, all this, the episodes of uh, True Detective season three, but he only directed the first two and he left. Oh really? Yeah, he did Hold the Dark. Yeah, he left to do Hold the Dark on Netflix. Oh okay, okay, that makes sense. Uh. Did you see Blue Ruin? That was his first movie. I thought his first movie was that murder, murder party. Was it? Oh, okay. Yeah, murder. I forgot about. It. I've never seen that. I've never seen Murder Party. I know because I, you're right. I have though, it that on, is his first on my one. Netflix queue. I don't know if it's available in, in your country's Netflix. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. I, I don't know if it's on our Netflix, but that is his first movie. I, okay. So, so scratch what I said. That's not his. That's not his first. Blue Ruin is the first one I saw by him. And I really liked it. If I thought it was awesome. I was talking awesome. about Green Room at one year and Patrick Stewart playing a bad guy. The Green Room was awesome, dude. Green Room was such a cool movie. Uh, I've watched that movie several times, as as with Blue Ruin. And Every time I keep thinking of ones. Green Room, I keep thinking of Green Book, that movie. Because the oh, Greenberg's great. Yeah, Greenberg's oh, awesome. Ben Stiller. Yeah, yeah, that movie's awesome. Greta Gerwig, Ben Stiller, and uh, who's well, the director on that no, one? I'm is it no about Green Book, the one with uh, you know Marshall Ali and Vince Viggo Mortensen, that won an Oscar. Everybody got upset. Oh, oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never seen that. I've never seen that. Okay. You know how I think. But yeah, I'm interested for and John Boyega is an interesting. Uh, He's been doing a lot of great, interesting stuff like actor. genre films. And he, and yeah, he did not yeah, he definitely has. Apparently, he's doing now a TV show with uh, the, the the actors from. I th- I think came out. He's doing with the director of Twelve Years a Slave. Let me six. Steve McQueen is doing a with him, and I've got the actors in there. Let me check the name. I think it's Letitia Wright. It's Letitia Wright. He's doing a project with her, that was announced if you have a long time ago. It's, it's, it's a main series for Steve McQueen called Small Axe. 
Yeah, small axe. Yeah, I was going to say, I see that on here right now. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm in, though, for this. This sounds, this sounds cool. And anything Jeremy no, Sonnier does, I'm going to watch. John Baker, was, he was actually my favorite part of, you know, I know people mentioned Ray. He was my favorite part, you know, in Force Awakens. And I did not oh, like yeah. what they did to him in The Last Jedi. Because I feel like his story was unnecessary. Yeah. It was. Mm. And it I hope they fix it in was. the sequel. And also, I was cheating because I wanted to see... See him in Pacific Rim. I mean, him as Idris Elba's son in Pacific Rim too. I mean, uh, I did not saw it because I heard people say it's not as good as the first one. Yeah, I haven't seen that uh, either. But but I, I liked him, like you said in in uh, Force Awakens. But the Last Jedi kind of was just relevant. I thought. Did you saw attack attack the block? Because he was also in this. That's why I think gave him exposure in the film. Yeah, this is this is. I think that was one of his breakout roles, huh? I really liked that movie. And I also, I, and I hope they cast him in the Gundam film because remember, Legendary are making a Gundam film because he's a oh, big really? Gundam fan. He likes the robot stuff. When he went to Japan, I don't know if you saw his Instagram. He bought a Gundam. That's cool. Yeah, and then maybe uh, okay. kind of funny befriend him, and then he and Andy they do talk about Gundam. Yeah, that'd be dope. <laughs> I mean, you can put also Chloe with them. Yeah, yeah, just because it's a robot, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. The next, uh, we got uh, news from that they're saying that uh, one of the directors into the Spider Verse, Peter Ramsey, is doing his first live action film for Paramount. The film is called Love in Vain, and it's actually a biopic around the blues musician uh, Robert Johnson. Oh man, I I didn't see this when I was looking through the, the notes for today. I'm in. I love Robert Johnson, man. And remember, I think I think it was the last week when we mentioned we talked about Marvin Gaye and we talked about that Dr. Dre is producing like a, a biopic about him. And we I mentioned Sammy Davis Jr. And if you read this article, uh, Leonard Rich is producing this film about um, Robert Johnson. He's also producing the Sammy Davis biopic. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. That's what that, that's the yeah. I'm in for this. I love I Robert Johnson's music. And his story is so interesting. Robert Johnson is the guy. I don't know if you know yes, but there's a, the whole legend about Robert Johnson is that he sold his soul he disappeared to the devil. and sold his soul to the devil. Yeah, and like because he disappeared for a few years, and when he left, he could he could kind of play guitar, but he was nothing special. When he came back, he was like a savant. He like and like so there was this whole legend that he like sold his soul to the devil and stuff to learn how to play blues and music and all the, the folklore around him. So I'm excited for this. If I'm not mistaken, there's someone, I think, um, a Japanese um, manga writer, oh, he's, uh, Me and the Devil Blues, he wrote actually, you know, um, a manga about, you know, a fictional one about uh, him. Uh, really? Oh, man, I'm, I'm going to have to check that out. It's called that uh, cool. Me and the Devil Blues. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to definitely uh, find a copy of that and check that out. That sounds cool. But yeah, I'm in for this I don't movie. Know if that sounds doing super, it or if super if interesting. They're often stopping releasing the manga because if you look at, there's a big gap between like issue of volume four and five. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's 2007 to 2015. Uh huh. Okay, and then next, oh, we got. I'm gonna compound this new, this news because both of me are involved, like movies being picked up by at the FM. The first one we got, uh, MGM will be picking had picked up Guy Ritchie's next film, Cash Tag, that starred Jason Statham, and and Lionsgate had picked up the plane, the action for, for thriller that starred Gerard Butler. 
Okay. Yeah, this is cool. Uh, Guy Ritchie. I'm in for that. Well, I think we t- talked about this movie, didn't yes, we? Yes, they are casting the film. They already got the cast of Scott Eastwood, Holt McNair. <clears throat> yeah. And Jeffrey Oh, Donovan, yeah, yeah. I remember us talking about Scott Hunt. Eastwood being in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we talked about Guy Ritchie and I, and I like his, his films. So I'm excited for this. And uh, I enjoy Gerard Butler in, in a lot of movies. Just depends. He's hit and miss for me. So I'll. His last two I'll movies actually out. had been hit for me. Uh, Hunter Killer about the one submarine movie who's trying to stop the war between Russia and the U.S. And Angel has fallen. Yeah, I never saw that. It sounded interesting. But yeah, and Legion has fallen was good. Okay, um, and then also, next we also got the news that uh, uh, Merrimax, they were, they were negotiating with Viacom and Paramount to, to acquire the Merrimax film library. But uh, but now apparently Paramount and Viacom, uh, slash Viacom they build from the negotiation. They call off the negotiation. Huh? Do they say why? Uh, well, I've been mean, letter to the multiple say first. They were saying there were issues that they that talk about caution that it, it means possible that discussion could resume. And apparently, they're saying that the announcer said that Viacom slash Paramount became frustrated over the deal terms and the fact that the talks had dragged on for months. Ah, uh, okay. So they just kind of weren't exactly on the same page with one another it seems like yeah this one because now because they also okay. apparently yeah, that, that, other that they said that they were also talking the acquire had been uh spyglass media uh spyglass media they also expired and they had interest in buying them and so was lying it but they was dropped out of from from the race uh okay so what are, what's the deal with Miramax? Is this is this library? I mean, somebody's gonna end up with it, because I mean Harvey's out of the game now. He's done. I mean, he's not part of Miramax so. because he he left Miramax the Weinstein company. He acquired Dimension. Oh, okay. Miramax now is owned by I think uh, what was it a company in um, uh, BN Media Group. Oh, okay. We'll see what turns out with that if somebody picks it up or buys it, but. I get it. That's the kind of stuff happens all the time. I'm sure they just can't come to terms on it, and so they just Especially drop also out. Because now with the streaming service stuff that's happening, yeah, that's we're gonna see a lot of this acquisitions and stuff happen. I think with now it's going to be services. between you know Universal and uh, maybe Warner Bros. Because it's not the big one. I don't see Disney buying it back because they have the Disney Plus. If they bought this, this you know Merrimax, then I think they might move it to Hulu. Yeah, because there's no way they're gonna put the English patient Shakespeare in love and. Pulp Fiction and other Tantine movie that Merrimack no, they're not going to put Plus. stuff like that on Disney no <laughs> uh, yeah that would go to Hulu for sure yeah, also we'll be talking about the Hulu <laughs> I think I posted it here and then show notes the Hulu and the fictions later but now I think since we're tragedying about Disney Plus uh, we got some news um, I'm also going to compare these R2 news together uh, Marvel have hired writers for the She-Hulk TV show and the Moon Knight TV show Okay. Yeah, for yeah. the She-Hulk TV show, she got going to be the Rick and Morty writer, huh? Yes, yes. Who wrote the Pickle Rick episode? Uh, Jessica Gao. Oh, incredible! <laughs> yes. I'm Pickle Rick. Maybe now we can see She-Hulk. To, we, she sees Bruce Banner turned into she a pickle. Hulk pickle Rick crossover. I'm just maybe. saying. <laughs> or maybe who is cut into a pickle? Maybe what's Bruce Banner, the Hulk? <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> and then the Moon Knight, they got the the rights that could. Creator of uh, Umbrella Academy, uh, what's his name? Jeremy Slater. Oh, okay, yeah. 
Yeah, this is this is cool. Sounds like they got good writers for it. And uh, he wrote the Death Note Netflix movie, which I really liked personally. And I'm a big fan of the anime. I don't. Um, I didn't. It kind of pisses me off. But we also did. And I'm off Twitter. Apparently, he actually when the movie acquired by didn't he was not involved with the project. He wrote the script, but then he went and he wrote I think the Exorcist. Oh, okay. The, yeah. really the TV show because he did two scenes of the Exorcist. And now he has the Umbrella Academy. Yeah, which is a good show. I actually did like the. I mean, it has, it has some pacing issues, but I hope they fix it by the second season. I think they can. They definitely can. And What's the next, next um, we HBO got Max, huh? Dune. This, then we move on to the HBO Max news. Uh, the the showrunner for the Dune, the sister TV show, has stepped down from the TV show and is. Instead, now he'll be writing the unannounced sequel. This is cool. Are you a Dune fan? Yes. I'm reading the first book. I still haven't finished it. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. So basically, nice. um, John Spitz, who actually who was originally was showrunning the the TV show Dune's Sisterhood, he actually you know he stepped down apparently because um, creative difference with legendary because the now the right for movies and TV show. <laughs> Huh. Yeah. This is uh quite a also uh, one, I think, uh, look at this cast. Holy that's shit. That's the movie. Yeah, that's an incredible cast though. I mean, wow. Yeah. That's promising. Yeah, but, and also <laughs> much, much I should mention Denis Villeneuve would be directing the pilot and he's actually produced the show. Oh, okay. Yeah, so basically the story is gonna be focused on the Bini Gesserit um you know, the characters who in the movie will be seeing Rebecca Ferguson and Charlotte Rampley. Rebecca Ferguson, she's playing uh, the mother of uh, Paul, Paul at, Paul's mom. And Charlotte Rampley should be playing, I think, the 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 big one, the high mother, of, I think, for the Benny Gesserit. Yeah, I'm a fan of, uh, I've never read the books, but I saw the film from 84, the David Lynch movie. And uh, I, I like it a lot, so... It's like it's a TV show. He's playing like the son, the, the the lead of the film, Rebecca Ferguson and Oscar Isaac. They're playing his parent, uh, Jason Momoa and Josh Brolin. They'll be playing, I think, the the two people guards who work for uh, Oscar Isaac's character, who's gonna end up working for Timothy Chalamet. Javier Bardem. He's playing like a leader of a of the tribe in the the planet. Uh, Dave Bautista. Uh, Scarlett. He's like he's the big, the big bad guy in the film. And Dave Bautista. I think he's. Is his nephew? So is is David Lynch uh, involved with this oh, in no, any no, way? No, 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 they're not. This is a no? completely new replacement. Completely team. different. Uh, okay, David that's Lynch what I was. I thought so, but I was curious. Anything doing related? Okay, yeah, I thought so, but I wasn't sure. And speaking of David Lynch, did you saw his acceptance piece for the Governor's Award? No, I didn't see it. He basically is like, "Thank you very much for my award," and then he left. Really? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's an online if you type David Lynch Governor Award speech just a few seconds and he leaves. <laughs> Why? What, what the hell? He's a weird guy. <laughs> he is a weird guy, dude. But he's made some incredible Twin Peaks is one of my favorite. I mean, I think TV I'm not mistaken. Uh, the actor I forgot his name. Uh, Kyle. Uh, he was also in Dune, the lead. Kyle McLaughlin. Yes, yeah, he was on it, and Laura Dern. I think they were about to present him. He and then he came. He's like. Thank you very much, uh, and have a good day. It's like, and he left. 
<laughs> oh man, that guy's so weird. But he like so is his stuff, though. I mean, like, like I said, Twin Peaks is one of my favorite shows. But wow, it's you just saw this weird. L- latest season. Yeah, the one that sh- the Showtime oh. reboot stuff. Yeah, I liked it. The Return, Twin Peaks, The Return. That's what mm. they called it. Did, did you watch it? No, 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 I did not saw it. Oh, I liked it. I watched all of it. Do I have to watch uh, the first two seasons before I watch the last season? Yeah. Uh, It's missing much for Uh, people. I mean, probably. Because you're going to be like, what the hell's going on? Honestly, you're going to be like, what the hell's going on anyway? But definitely, I think to make any sorts of heads or tails of what the hell's happening, you'd have to have watched the original Twin Peaks. All right. Okay, so next we also got the Which it's was on Netflix. I think it's all still on there. It was. I don't know My if it's is on it. I think a different streaming service. Okay, yeah. So next we also got the speaking about Netflix, uh Jupiter Legacy, they have they have found that Steven Denard's replacement for for the show as the show. They brought in Sang Kim who wrote episodes for The Walking Dead twenty four and Disney Survivor to replace Steven Denight. Now Steven Denight he had to step down because, you know, uh of creative difference with the studio and apparently he was film the filming of for four episodes had been completed and he would kind of con- Steven Knight had wrote and directed the first episode of the this season it looks like they might do some last minute few changes for the last few episodes huh okay yeah I'm not familiar with anything that's going on with this it's like it's basically about it focuses on like the children of like uh, of, of like major superheroes There's their children. Because not oh, okay. Josh Dumal, I think I mean, he's one smart, of the superheroes. story by Mark Miller. It's yes. probably a cool story. He's a, he's uh, a Mark good, Millar. Uh, his name a, is Mark Millar. Oh, it's Millar is how you say it. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I like his stuff. I like all his stuff. I don't know how to say his name, but I like his work. Everyone has mispronounced <laughs> his name. <laughs> And then next up... But yeah, I may have to check this out. Okay. And then next up, we, we mentioned before Hulu and... If, um, um, Disney has announced that uh, FX is the streaming play home place will be Hulu, and they even announced that who FX will be developing original series for for Hulu, and they announced that uh, the show that they had for development for FX, uh, Deaf Miss America, A Teacher, and The Old Man, they're all now are going to be moved as a Hulu or, or exclusively on Hulu. Ah, okay. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, these these streaming services are moving in and closing all these deals, man. <laughs> also, one thing to mention: uh, Disney owns now full control of Hulu. Do they? Yes. Man, Disney's a powerhouse at this point. What do they not own? They could buy anybody. Google. Yeah, that's true. They own Google. They own everything now. <laughs> okay. And then also next we also got the news that that Eva DuVernay and Kat Chandler who who are the same team who worked on the Queen Sugar TV show for Oprah, Winfrey's Network they're developing a a TV series about the Texas labor union for TNT. But apparently the that one hour drama follows a struggling young woman and a mother who in the aftermath of a deadly oil refining explosion that takes the life of an old friend will go on to lead one of the biggest labor union strikes in uh, in Texas in history. Huh. Okay. Yeah. This is I've not heard anything about this. I mean, when you when you told me the plot, tell me who's going to be involved. Eva Duvernay is actually going to be one of the people because she tells a lot of stuff, like talking about you know political and social stuff issues. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, sounds interesting, though. I'll definitely keep my eye on this. Okay. And the next was we also got you to mention just like what you want to talk about. They're doing a sequel to Weeds. It's going to be instead of show, on Showtime, it's going to be on Stars. And the reason why it's on Stars is because Lionsgate is the one who's developing, uh, who owns the right to this show. Yeah, and I think I'm excited for this. I hope it does the original series justice because Weeds is right up there. The original like uh, Access is coming back. Maybe Louise Parker is coming back to star in the show. It's yeah, a- I saw that. She's going to executive produce also. Uh, I think that's pretty promising. Be, I wonder. Like I said, 10 years after the event of the original series, in an era where Weed is legal now. And for what right, I've seen. And seeing the, one, the one thing that concerns me, though, is that Jinji Kohan is not uh, involved. And I think. She might get involved as a executive producer because I don't she, know if she's... She may. she may. Yeah. If she does, then that I'm definitely in. But I'm pretty in already because this sounds... I Maybe mean, she'll be like a consultant. Maybe just speak shows. to her a few times and then she's like, I oh, just put me a consultant and then I'll, I'll be clear and then you do what you want to do. Right. Yeah. You yeah, see, that could uh, be could People case. could like that. I mean, Spielberg is good as executive producer on multiple movies. You don't know how involved he is on these films. Right. Exactly. When they've got their hands in so many different pots, it's hard to be fully involved in any of them, you know? Yep. Okay, the next, uh, we got the news that uh, ABC has announced that Fresh of the of, of the Butt will end with season six. Did you ever watch this show? Uh, no. Oh, what I, knew I, I that, liked it. Oh, I knew that when I it got to for season six, uh, Christine, uh, Costin <clears throat> Wood got pissed, if you remember the story. Oh, I didn't know that happened. What t- fill me in. What uh, happened? So basically, uh, she wanted a role for a movie, and then what happens? That first of the of the book got renewed for season six, and she's like, "Good." Now she got. I think she tweeted that she's she's angry now. She means she had to leave the role that she wanted to to film, of uh, first of the book season six. People got upset to her. It was like, "Dude, man, you should you, are, you shouldn't be like this behavior." People right. did not like their behavior. Even when when yeah, I, told, I get that. when I told people they oh they're. The show is ending. People's like, I think Costa is gonna be happy. They were joking because of this. <laughs> yeah, I liked the show though. I watched. Uh, I haven't watched any of the most recent seasons, but I watched off and on for like the first three or four. And they're and, going to be set for life now. A hundred episodes is going to air, and you know, six seasons. Saying, we also got syndication, also right. Right, and then I mean, it looks like they're doing this. This. You know, it's the spinoff, off, Magic Motor Inn. Yes, yeah, so I was going to focus, I think. Um, Indian family. And that's cool. And I like family, the, but that they're I representing think they still have not here. ordered it or not, because I don't know if they're still going to shoot it or not. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, I'm curious to see if they do the, the spinoff show, but I think uh, it had a good run. Fresh Off the Boat had a good run. It was a good little, good little comedy, and I think that's bound to happen. These shows aren't going to go forever. All right, uh... Next, also, we also got the news that Zoe Zaltan is going to start Netflix miniseries from scratch that's being produced by Reese Witherspoon. So the opinion should mm, be described okay. as an autobiographical romance that follows an American woman as she falls in love with a Sicilian man while studying abroad in Italy, then builds a life with him in the United States. When she unexpectedly loses him to illness, she is challenged to pull herself through grief so she can raise their daughter as they would have raised her together with hope, joy, and infinite love. Cool. Uh, this sounds interesting. Zoe Saldana is uh, super talented, and I think Reese Witherspoon uh, is as well. She does some interesting stuff. 
So I mean, we mostly could, not focusing on producing a lot recently. Seems like it seems like yeah, Reese Witherspoon's gotten away from acting and is more behind the scenes now. I think she's becoming a more which is fine. I think she's, I mean, she's doing well now. Is. yeah, yeah. I know for a while there she was in everything and it kind of backfired on her a bit. I think, but now she's kind of being a little more selective, and I think it's been I good th- for. I think her. she's doing now. What's it, uh, legally blonde three? Is she really? Yes, she's coming back. I think she brought the original writers. That could be that could be good then. I liked. I honestly, I really enjoyed the first two with her in them. I don't know so, if it's going to come out could... theatrical. It's going to be an HBO Max film. Okay. Well, either way, I'll probably watch that movie. I'm going to be honest. I'll probably watch it. <laughs> okay. okay. So next, I think this might be actually for you. Uh, there's a whole anthology coming on on Hulu called uh, Monster Night. They announced they have casted two actors, Caitlin Dever and Jonathan Tucker. Oh man, I, yeah, I'm reading about this. Oh, it's an Annapurna produced anthology series oh. too. Annapurna does some cool stuff. Uh, <clears throat> I'm in for this. It says it's gonna have mermaids, fallen angels, and other strange beasts following broken people driven to desperate acts in an attempt to repair their lives, ultimately showing. Between man and monster, yes. I like that. It's based on a short story from Nathan Ballingrud's collection called North American Lake Monsters. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Also, thanks for reading the synopsis because I need to, to drink some water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this sounds cool. This sounds like right up my alley. I love. I, I honestly like a lot of people don't like anthology stuff. I do. I'm a huge fan of anthology mm-hmm. stuff because it's like in this one cool you probably will be in the next one you know or like it's it's you have a lot of chance to uh to find something you like in it yeah. and I, I enjoy anthologies yeah so basically the actors um Caitlin Differ whom you know from books must be playing a captain named Tony who's a struggling waitress and over world month a deeply troubled little girl and what happens is that uh, she she ended up meeting Alex who's played by Westworld actor Jonathan Tucker She's forced to decide just how far she's willing to go to change her reality. Alex is a mysterious, out-of-towner, road-hard brooding whose mere presence feels like a threat or a dare. See, I'm curious though now, is the... So they've introduced Tony, the struggling waitress. Is she in every episode or what's the deal? Because it's an anthology. One season, I think. Oh, so it's going to be a season-by-season season anthology. No, I think... Wait, wait. The, the cast in the first episode, I think maybe, like, each episode is going to be a story, maybe like Black, Black Mirror. Because okay, the, so that's, that's, that's what I was like, wondering. Is, the well, pair of actors like has been cast in the first episode. Or? Okay, all right, yeah, so that's cool. That's that's I'm in then, if it's an episode-by-episode episode thing. I think that's cool. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll definitely watch this. Okay, so next we also got the news that uh, the, the Amazon's TV show adaptation of A League of Their Own, they have casted at uh, the Gold Place actress, the R.C. Carden and Broad City's A.B. Jacobson, who is also writing and executive producing the show. Is this, this is, that's what I was say, this is based on the, uh, the movie, huh? Yes. But yeah, it is. That has Tom Hanks and Gina Davis. Yeah. Because it's... Okay. They say the story is going to be, to be a modern look at the league and will not feature the sisters Dottie Henson and Kate Killer that were played by Gina Davis and Laurie Pet- Petty in the film. But it says also that, that uh, Will Graham, 
uh, will write and executive produce, which he, he did Mozart in the jungle. Uh-huh. So that's, that's good. That's that, that bodes well for it. Uh, this could be cool. I don't know. I've, I'm not like, I've seen the movie, but I, it's not like something I've seen a bunch, but I'll watch this, you know? And also, if I'm not mistaken, Abby, Abby Jacobson, she's actually in, uh, Yes, she is. She's B, the voice of Bean. It's Enchantment. Oh, yeah. The Netflix, the animated show. Yes. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah, that sounds interesting. I'll check it out. And the news, actually, I think I did not expect to hear this news. Uh, CBS is doing a, a reboot of the, the Equalizer TV show and it will start Queen Latifah. Incredible! Yes. I am in, and it's coming so from uh, the create the creator of Castle, the TV show Castle. Oh, that's even better! Oh. Even better! This is what a what a casting choice! I think that could be awesome with Queen Latifah. I mean, this actually makes me a question: What's going to happen to the Denz- mm-hmm. Denzel movie? Are they still moving forward? Does it mean that it's not happening? Uh, I think those two. I think those because two could both. The exist. Denzel films they did well at the box office. They did, and they, but they were way more. This sounds like it's going to be a, a, a less. Uh, I mean, if Queen Latifah, it seems like it's going to be less serious, right? So, I mean, they, I think those two things could exist. In I mean, the I same think it's going to have a, a similar tone to what's the TV show that they're, they're uh, you know, Hawaii Five O, MacGyver, and uh, Magnum PI that they're doing on CBS. Right. Yeah. And I. So, I mean, I think those two, two, two things could exist side by side, but. I don't know. I mean, just because I, who the hell am I? You know, I just because I think that doesn't mean Hollywood thinks that. So they may not do any more Denzel movies. I think they might do because the, if you look at the budget and the stuff, they made well at the box office. The first one, they both made about 190 million. The first one on a budget of 55 and 73 million. And the sequel on 62, 79 million. Well, then, yeah. Maybe we'll see both of these Maybe things exist. Also, Denzel doesn't do a lot of sequels. That was actually his first sequel, The Equalizer. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. He doesn't do sequels much, so. Yeah. Okay, so. Uh, I don't know. And then next, also, we, we got the news that uh, CW is doing a Kung Fu reboot, reboot of the TV show Kung Fu with the team who they made Blind Spot. It was actually an NBC show. I've not heard about this. I did not know that they uh, were doing this. Yeah, so basically, the new take will be a female. It will be a and this new take. Is a quarter life passes causes a young Chinese American woman to drop out of college and go on a life changing journey to an isolated monastery in China. But when she returns to find her hometown overrun with crime and corruption, she uses her martial arts skills and Shaolin values to protect her community and bring criminals to justice, all while searching for the assassin who killed her Shaolin mentor and is now targeting her. Hmm. So this is an adaptation of uh, a reboot of the old TV series, which has Keith Carradine, if I'm not mistaken. They got yeah, yeah, David, David, David Carradine. Uh, David Carradine. They got Keith is his brother. His brother. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I'm I'm in. Uh, I remember every time I think of I, I like this TV series, but every time I think of it, I honestly I think of Pulp Fiction because. Samuel L. Jackson says he's gonna just walk the earth like Kane in Kung Fu, <laughs> but I'm I'm in for this. This could be this could be pretty good. I think I heard about the show, but I haven't. I seen mean, it. but I don't know. I do now that I think about it. This is CW also, so yes. I don't know if it's gonna be for me. 
Apparently, Keith actually uh, Candon played actually like the younger Dave Candon in the TV show. Oh, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. This will be for me, but I'll, I'll give it a shot. Okay. All right. So let me see. Oh yes. Oh, so let's go back. And then also we also got the news speaking about reboots. Another reboot we got announced. Uh, Revenge. ABC is developing an uh, the Revenge reboot with the uh, with the Latina lead. Latin Lex lead uh, for to bring in the same creator Mike Kelly to to write the show. Hmm. I never heard of this show. I it's basically think. a modern day version of the Count of Monte Cristo. Oh, I love the Count of Monte Cristo. It, it, it starred the actors so from um, who played uh, Shannon. Shannon, I think it was Shannon. I think Emily Van Kemp who played. Shannon in um, Winter Soldier. Uh, they, who turns out Shannon Carter? You know who turns out to be Piggy's. You know, I think, in, I think niece. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's, that's the actor who starred in the TV show. <clears throat> okay, well, I love the. Uh, I'm a big fan of the, uh, the guy Pierce Monte Cristo movie. Uh, I've seen it several. The sword oh, play yeah. in that movie. One of the best. This actually uh, from the guy who made the uh, what was the movie film uh, the Robin Hood with Kevin Costner. Yeah, yeah, Kevin Reynolds. Yes, was the is the guy. Did he do it after he did Waterworld? Yes. And that was I think that was his comeback. Yeah, Waterworld uh, came out in '95, and The Count of Monte Cristo is 2002. So yeah, it was after Waterworld. But yeah, I liked Count of Monte Cristo. So this, like I said, the swordplay in that movie is excellent. The, cho- the choreography on the fights and stuff is really good. It's shot well. It's a cool story. I love it. Great movie. Okay. It's then if it's anything to do with that, I'll, I'll have to check this out. I didn't know they were doing this, but that's cool. Also, yes, did you know? Uh-huh. History of Horror is coming back. And I'm so excited. What's coming History back? History of Horror. Oh, yes, History uh, of Horror. Now you may speak of this. <laughs> um, Eli Roth now, he, he, they announced that his TV show is got doing for season two for Shadow. Yeah, I'm so excited. I love History of Horror, man. Uh, so it's so it's going to be, it looks like a side-by-side release with, with Shudder and AMC on, on their actual channel. The first season was awesome. It had interviews with Jordan Peele, Quentin Tarantino, Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, and apparently had around 6 million viewers on AMC. Um, there's uh, there's also an expanded version of the content uh, that they made into a podcast. So you get to listen to the full interviews with the people they had on. But I watched the show through Shudder. I never watched it when it first uh-huh. came on TV. And, and I loved it. So I'm excited. I think it's people like me who are super into horror, especially will appreciate it because you get to uh, history behind these movies and you get to, it also has introduced me to a lot of movies because they talk about movies on there that I had never heard of and I'll go find them and watch them. So it's a good way to find cool movies and it's a good way to get a good history on the horror movies you love. I'm excited for this show to come back. All right. Uh, Okay, this is, think, this is now for news time. Before we move on with the casting, we'll be taking a few minutes breaks and we'll be right back. And, got, and we're back, guys, uh, from our break. And before we move on to the casting news, uh, we fu- I found out that from through Evan that uh, there's going to be uh, a Scream 5. Uh, do you want to talk about this news? 
Uh, yeah, I'll just give my thoughts on it. We don't really have much uh, in the way of details yet for for what's happening with Screen Five, but I think there's a lot of cool possibilities. Screen Five, and I'm a huge fan of the Scream series as a whole. So I uh, I'm eager to see what what happens with this and uh, what we get in the way of casting. And I mean, is Sidney Prescott going to be the killer after all these years? Is uh, are we going to see, uh, you know, cause Scream's always been one of these horror franchises that kind of almost makes fun of the standard horror tropes a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, and kind of turns them on their head. So we'll, maybe we'll see, uh, a direct sequel to Scream one and ignore the rest of the franchise. Like has happened a lot with horror movies. Maybe they'll make fun of that. Uh, maybe Maureen Prescott's alive. Maybe stab 10 premieres. Who knows? Gail Weathers is going to have bangs for sure though. <laughs> I uh, I'm really excited for it though. I think uh, the big question is who's going to be directing the film because Wes uh, and Wes Craven is no longer with us. Yeah, but also, did he do four? He didn't do number four. Did he? Uh, he Somebody did all, did all the movies. He did. Yes. Are you sure he did four? Yes, yes, he did. That was his last movie. Oh, okay. That was his last one. Yeah. Okay. Wow, I didn't know that. I don't know who will direct it, but I do hope Kevin Williamson uh, is involved with writing it because he he was the writer of the original screen, uh, and they brought him back for four. I mean, Kevin and, Williamson is busy now, mostly doing TV shows, especially you know, uh, what was it? Uh, <laughs> well, he did. Uh, what is this? Time after time looks like something he did. Vampire Diaries. Yeah, the vampire. That's what I was about to mention. He did the Vampire Diary. But but I he came back for Scream Four though, so maybe he come back for this. I I I always thought that he kind of embodied. He he wrote the first one right, and the first one was so iconic, and so you could tell this was the man who liked horror movies. I mean, you think he does and horror I, if you look at his resume. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, I think he can write something cool for five. And especially since he wrote the first, if we're going to bring back some screams all about homages back to what happened originally. So like, I think, I think they could do some cool stuff. He, I'm I interested to see uh, more did, news on it. I think we'll get that soon. He did not, I think, directed the film since I think te- teaching Miss Tingle. Yeah, he didn't. He has only directed that one movie. He's more of a writer, <laughs> for sure. But I, uh, I think Scream Five could be good. Mm. I'm curious to see more about it. All right, because he also has a TV show and thought for CBS All Access. Tell me a story. Yeah. I don't know. I've not seen this. Yeah, tell me a story. I have not seen Tell Me a Story either, but I've heard it's I've heard it's decent. So, I uh, but I don't have CBS All Access, so that's why. So you don't I, watch, I don't watch Star Trek? No, no. Okay. I like Star Trek, but I have, I don't know a way to watch the new new stuff because I don't have CBS All Access. Okay. Uh, oh, let me just. Oh, yes. Uh, so let's begin now talking about some of the casting. Is uh, 
the first one we got we forgot some confirmation who might who might be getting to play the penguin and alfred so basically uh all i see in advance that uh, nick said that he might not like this movie because whom they got to play alfred yeah what's i don't how how do you not like andy circus tell that to nick i mean you saw him. I know, I know. <laughs> Even when he, remember when he when Greg interviewed Andy Serkis, he he told him, "Tell him you suck." I think he said, "Nick Scarpino, be a good boy." Like he didn't say, "You don't." <laughs> yeah, I mean, how do you not like Andy? It's Andy Serkis. I mean, Come on, Nick. I think he's gonna be give him all the roles, give him every role, let him play every I mean, character in his he's movie. He's directing that Venom for crying out loud. That's why I'm excited for Venom because he's him directing it. Yeah. Exactly, and also it's going to be in every now superhero movie in DC now Marvel and now Sony. Yeah, and so anyhow, like you mentioned, Andy Circus is in talking to play you know Alfred and from the Batman movie. He's reunited with Matrix, and as for the Penguin, we we know they were talking who's gonna be playing. We just it looks like it'll be Colin Farrell who'll be playing it. See, that's interesting to me. That's an interesting casting choice, Colin Farrell. Uh but could be good. Yeah, he could might pull good. off the weight because he did he added some weight for what was that um, movie that he made? Uh, the Lobster, if you remember. Oh, Lobster, yeah. I forgot about that movie, but yeah. Or maybe Penguin might, might not actually be fat because he was not fat in, uh, in Gotham. I don't think the last season he was, but he also, you know, was also thin in um, the Telltale games. The Telltale oh, yeah. I think, that, well, I think that'll be okay. That could That could work either way. Give him a long hair and a suit and an eyeglass. Yeah. He looked like a penguin. Yeah, exactly. For me, I'm glad. I hope he, he's Brit because I like the big penguin when he's a Brit. I hope you can get, have him speak in his action, accent. Complex. Right, yeah, an accent, yeah. And also, I did not post it because I'm here, like I said, because people were saying who's now looks like that. Uh, um, I was said Harvey Dent might actually be in the movie. There was a rumor that, like, I think last week I said, what was it, McConaughey? But now apparently Justin oh, yeah. Kroll, who worked for Variety, he said that he did not post an article. He's hearing me one of the actors from Succession might be playing, uh, is being eyed for Harvey Dent. Okay. He didn't say, he said he's just one of the, I think, the, the family, I think. Well, do you watch Succession? No, I never watched it. So basically, if one of the, uh, the Roy's, for like the Roy family, Members being eyed for the role, he says he's here. Oh, okay. I mean, from all the actor I can see, from I've not seen the show. You got what's it? Uh, uh, Brian Cox, Colonel Cal, Kieran Culkin is like Macaulay Culkin's brother. You got. Yeah, uh, yeah. I also got uh Alan Rook. I think he's the the guy who was in first day of like his best friend, Cameron. <clears throat> You also got uh, Jeremy Strong, who Candle Roy. I think Jeremy Strong might be the one because he's just succession. He just that was his breakout for in succession. Yeah, that could that very well be who it is. Well, because I don't know because we don't know. Like I said, it's just like they said, there's not something where the 100 percent accurate in who's playing. You know, Harvey Dent. But right. Well, so wait and see. We will see who's now. Okay, so next, uh, 
Then we also got the Jurassic World 3 news. We found out that uh, Justice Smith and Daniela Pineda, they're coming back from Jurassic World to start in, in the sequel. Okay. Uh, I, I actually uh, have not seen any of the Jurassic World movies. The first Jurassic World was good. The second one was not that good. Yeah, I've not seen any of those. I've not watched Jurassic, uh, Jurassic World or Jurassic. I've watched Jurassic Park. One, two, and three, I think, are the ones I've seen. But that's it. I don't, I've never seen any of the Jurassic World ones. But I've heard good things. Oh. And then next, we also got then, we talked about this movie, Cash Strike Up. Just so we're going to just repeat it. Uh, Scott Teeswood has been cast in the film, and this is actually a revenge story that shifts across timeline between various characters' pers- perspective. This movie is going to focus on, you know, Jason Statham's character, Itch. Works for a hmm. cash truck company, and this film is directed okay. by Guy Ritchie, and who also reuniting with he- with Jason Statham, who worked with him in Lock Stocks to Smoking Belt, Snatch, and Revolver. Okay, cool. Okay, I uh, I think this movie is going to line up to be really good. I mean, it's Guy Ritchie's promising director, and and now we've got Scott Eastwood involved as well. It's gonna be good. Okay, then next we got the the movie we talked about last week, Tick Tick Boom, about the. The biopic about the Arthur, the playwright who, who wrote and rent, uh, Jonathan Larson. We got two yeah. additional casting, uh, Alexander Shep, Vanessa Hudgens, and new coming actor, uh, Robin D. Jesus. Okay. Uh, Alexander Shep has been announced to be playing uh, the Jonathan's girlfriend in the, in the, TV, in the film, uh, Susan. And this film is that huh. be marked the directorial debut of Len Manuel Miranda. And, and, and Andrew Goldfield is just playing, will be playing Larson in the film. Hmm. This could be interesting. I, I I only know about it, what we talked about it, oh. but this is shaping up to be something pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I'll have to follow it a little more. I mean, it's not, not something that's going to be like house of stuff, but it sounds cool. Okay, and then another news we also got there's the Amy Poehler movie, uh, Moxie. They announced that they have casted uh, Marsha Gay Harden and Clark Gregg from, you know him as uh, Phil Coulson from the Marvel, from the MCU. Oh yeah, yeah. So basically, this movie is like it's about a girl from a small town who is inspired by her mother's right girl past and starts a family revolution at her high school. And like I mentioned, I think this is this is gonna Amy be awesome. Paul, it's actually it's Amy Poehler is directing, and if you think about it, this sounds like so it might actually be like a, a comedy. Yeah, this is this is gonna be a cool movie. I think this sounds cool, and it's shaping up. Everything I hear about it, it just gets better and better. Okay. And then the next movie we got, we also got, and also what should I mention, uh, the previous two movies we announced, Tick, Tick, Boom, and Monks, they're both Netflix film. And also, this, the next yeah. one is also another Netflix movie, uh, Good Morning, Midnight. It's a, it's this, they announced that um, the hateful eight actor, Damien Bashir, has been cast in this TV, sh- in this movie. And this actually... Damien Bashir is a good, he's a good actor. Uh-huh. He played, I think, the Mexican in The Hateful Eight. Yeah, he did, and he played, uh, he's in... He's in Weeds as the he played the the uh, like the governor or the uh, the governor whatever, who, who or the marries, president of Mexico Park I mean. or something like this. Yeah, the, pre- the president of Mexico who marries yeah. Yeah. So anyhow, uh, this movie is that Pente is gonna tell for Paris story follows the Paris stories of Augustina, a lonely scientist in the Arctic, an astronaut on board of the an astronaut on board of the 
ether space cap which is trying to return home to Earth as Augustine rushes to make contact with the spaceship. So basically, George Clooney mm-hmm. will be playing Augustine, and he's also directing the film. And it's been written from by the writer of the Revenant, Markel Smith. And they also announced that the cast will include um, Felicity Jones, David Oyelowo, and Kyle Chandler. Huh. Okay. That sounds interesting. I've not heard of this movie, but that sounds cool. George also Clooney, but I hope it's not a comedy. The guy is not because his comedy films has not been doing well. George Clooney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope it's not a comedy, uh-huh. especially with the being what it is. It could be a good movie. Okay. Next, also we got the news that a billion season five they have casted uh the good wife actors Juliana Margulies and Ant Man actor who was also in the first season of House of Cards, Corey Stoll. Okay, I've uh, never watched Billions. Uh, Corey Stoll, he was the bad guy, Yellow Jacket, in the first Ant-Man movie. Yeah, I remember him in that. I remember him in that. Uh, so anyhow... Uh, I've never watched the show, though. Uh, this is a good show. So, like I mentioned, it's, it's actually a... It focuses on the fight between, you know, a, a billionaire who, like, who does some practices, that shady practice, and a uh, district attorney who's trying to take him down. You see, like, these two is, and huh. their egos, they're fighting each other. Who's going to get the, 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 the other... This is on stars. No, uh, Showtime. Showtime. Okay. Yeah. These are the guys who are created. Business are also now working on the Uber. You know, businesses I mentioned. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So anyhow, uh, Margaret Gillis will be playing Catherine Bent, who's an Ivy League sociology professor and a best-selling author. While Coley Star will be playing a Michael Prince, a princess titan with the roots in small town Indiana. Okay. Cool. Okay. Cool. I may have to look into the show. Okay, and then next we also got the Orville season three. They casted um, Anne Winters as one of the main characters on for this season, Charlie Burke. Yeah, I've never watched that show either. Is this actually the Seth MacFarlane show that he made? Was actually his own version of Star Trek. It's- oh yeah, okay. I have watched that. Yeah, I saw some of the first season and enjoyed it. I haven't watched a ton of it though. Just watched an episode here and there. That show actually feels more like the original Star Trek than Star Trek Discovery. Yeah, yeah, I, I I like the vibes from it. I need to go back and watch it all the way through. Then another news, uh, and we find out that this new season for the National Geographic and Thoughty series, uh, Geniuses, which they announced that this new season, season three, is going to focus on Aretha Franklin and was being played by Cynthia Erivo, who was in. Uh, what was this movie? Oh, yes, like Bad Times at the Royal, who played the same Oh, yeah, yeah. And now they announced that her father, Seal Franklin, is going to be played by the people for the source, Jameson actor Courtney B. Fans. Ah, okay. He's cool. also, yeah, it's like, like we're getting some good people for this. Yes, and he's also, if not mistaken, he's married to the actress who played uh, the, the Queen Mother in uh, Black Panther. Oh, okay. Angela Bassett, that's her husband. Yeah, that's okay. a great couple, also. Just two. Yeah, power couple, man. Mm-hmm. He's also he was great because that first season of People of Versus Oja was amazing. Oh yeah, no doubt. What did you thought? Because I know people hated uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. as 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 you know OJ. What did you thought? I thought he did okay. Uh huh. I, I thought he did okay. I mean, I don't know who do you pick to play OJ Simpson is the thing, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think they did as good of a job as they could. And uh, also, people with who say they that, got. that I think, the way he portrays wasn't how he or Jensen portrayed him in, 
in the in, in real life and both people are also saying that uh, there's based on a novel and that novel that guy who also wrote how Oji was acting was not true they're saying yeah because like I said we don't know because people know like people do, do they want to believe that Oji was I think not mistaken was the killer in the beginning because if you remember right. Oji was supposed to play you know the Terminator they were saying we don't say that he they did not cast him because they didn't believe him as a killer yeah. Um, I think we know what happened next. So I think we should move on. We stop talking about <laughs> Oji. And speaking about, you know, k- k- uh, killers, uh, the flight attendants, uh, was, the TV show was about a flight attendant <clears throat> was played by Kelly Coco, she, who wakes up in the wrong hotel, in the wrong bed with a dead body. They announced that two cast members. Our first one is Marley Dandridge, whom you know her from, I think she was also in Half-Life. The video game people will know her very well. She was in Half Life too. I think that's the girl. I forgot her name. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah she was, and she's all. And this she was in the Last of Us. She played uh, the leader of the Firefly. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, dang, I can't think of her name. But yeah, I know you're talking about. I think that's Marlene cool. is her name, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yes, it is. Okay, so anyhow, next she'll be playing uh, Kim, who's actually a lead FBI agent who ends up defending some of her own mistake while. Investigating all of cases, you know, you know, um, story investigation, and then we also got an uh, up and coming actor, Griffin Matthews. He'll be playing Sean Sean Evans, Cassie Fad, the tender's work friend and fellow nightlife compartment compatriot. I mean, okay, this sounds interesting. I've not, uh, this I've not heard anything not about a, this. I think that mistake is not a comedy, if I'm not mistaken. The show is more like a thriller. Right, yeah, like a thriller, yeah, yeah sounds cool. And people, I'll they check know Kelly Kaku from Coco, I think, I don't know how to pronounce her last name. They know her from Big Bang Theory and It's Simple Rules, the TV show. Right. Yeah, I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to have to look into that. That seems like the show something is actually, I like. It's going to be on HBO Max, I forgot to mention. Oh, man, HBO Max, they're getting so many good shows. Oh. And as we stay here with HBO Max News, we just got, got a confirmation that the new Gossip Girls TV show, they announced that Kristen Bell, she's coming back to, to play the narrator. And apparently it will ah, focus... okay. Yes. It will take eight years after the original website went dark. It will follow like a new generation of like New York, you know, private school teens who are introduced to the social reference of Gossip Girl. I will talk about some current stuff like, you know, the social media and the last of New York. How has it been different since like the first series? Uh, see, and I don't, I don't know anything about Gossip Girl. Like, I, did you ever, did you ever watch it, the original? No, I only know, I know about it for my Photoshop. I mean, if you remember, I did a Photoshop. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that, but yeah. Uh, I made, so like, I don't know. Like, uh, lively, and I met two adult, two hour woman, Greg and Milk Mommy. <laughs> yeah, I, uh... I mean, I I don't know if this will be something that people will enjoy if they haven't watched Gossip Girl, and I haven't, they so I don't for know. The fact, I mean, because they're trying to target some demographics in for HBO Max. Yeah, this seems like something that is a fanfare kind of thing. I mean, I like Kristen Bell a lot. Some but. of the creators also. She's only voice. For what I understand, you don't see yeah, her in the in the original show up until the last episode as a cameo. And I don't oh, want to okay. spoil it because I don't think people. I want people. Okay. I don't want to run for people who are watching the original Gossip Girl. But all I'll say is that you, 
you, you know exactly what it is when you watch the show. Oh yeah, that's cool though. That's okay. cool for the people who are Gossip Girl fans. Okay. All right. So next, uh, we we we, get, we had to announce some release date and premiere this for some uh, new movies. Oh. All right. Okay. Now the first one we got. So I'm surprised that they they announced it. Uh, Paranormal Activity Seven. It's coming on March 19, twenty one. Woo! I I'm excited for this. This is right up my alley. Yeah, as you know, I like it. Who you know, actually like tweeted to Tim to make a Paranormal Activity in review? Yeah, yeah, and I hope they do it. I know. I hope they do. I it. just want to see Greg would... come as, as some as a character to talk about maybe like right? a, a what or like right. his own version of paranormal activity. <laughs> his own version <laughs> of the demon. Maybe. Oh my god! Maybe he plays a character from uh, the movie. I hope you yeah. know for the interview they do it like hand his stuff like the movie like you know this is how they make their end review. I don't know how they do it. <laughs> Okay. So yeah. The next, obviously, got the announcement that My Little Point is actually a new movie, it, not because they released a few, a few, I think, years ago, a movie that, and I for Lionsgate. This is actually a, a new one. I think it's actually a sequel. I don't know if it's actually related to that, that movie or it's a sequel. It's coming out to September twenty four, twenty twenty one. Huh. So this is a. We don't know if it's related to that. that yeah, other because one, huh? that movie is being disturbed by Lionsgate. This the new one is actually you know um, Paramount, because they have a deal with. Um, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, I remember. I actually have seen that last one because my daughter is way into My Little Pony, so I've seen that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoyed it. It's funny. It's it is what it is. It's a kids' movie, you know. Uh, but it's funny. There's some. There's some definitely some hidden humor in there for adults. But uh, I'll I'll probably watch this one too because <laughs> I guarantee they're gonna want to go see it. Both my little girls. So uh, I'm eager to see what. I hope they do a cool animation style for this one because I kind of the last one was okay, but like I think if if they did something like a Pixar style animation for for that movie, it could be really cool. They will. Let me just check and see if it's actually what it is. I don't know if it's going to be. If it's, I don't know if it's if it's going to be a new movie or if it's actually a continuation of of that of this new one that is My Little Pony. Like a sequel, yeah. I don't know if it's a reboot or not. So anyhow, next also we also got the news that Brooklyn Nine Nine. Uh, Season 7 is going to premiere on February 6, 2020. All right on. Okay. Is on NBC? I like that show. Uh-huh. Great then show. Then we also got the Katy Kim, which is the Riverdale spinoff, is premiering it's February 6, 2020 on the CW. Uh, I'm not familiar with this. I'm not a CW person, really. Uh-huh. Well, think, so that's probably yeah, I think the next one you won't like it, but it's also The Legend of Tomorrow Season 5. It's premiering January 2020. Because there was going to be, I think, a few an episode, I think, a week before. This actually a special episode, which actually for the crisis event, crisis on infinite earth. Okay. Event. They'll begin yeah. this, and this one actually is going to be the episode. Okay. And then also now we move on to the trailer. I think it's stuck with the big one first, the Invisible Man. Man, yeah. The trailers that came out this week, Jesus, they they all look so good. Every single one of these movies is a movie yeah. I want to see. 
the Invisible Man. Holy shit! This this looks like a wild ride. Like I, it's even the just the trailer had me scratching my head. Like what? I'm excited for this, and Elizabeth Moss is attached. So go in. This movie looks. This I is an, an epic. The Invisible Man. That's actually the guy who played the one the brother who's the addict in The Haunting of Hill House season one. Ah, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. And in Bloomhouse, yeah. as always, is out here making some some badass movies. Yeah. Like and they also, just, this is not all people are thinking. It's not related to that Tom Cruise mommy in the same universe. It's separate. Oh yeah, totally, totally. New. It's because that thing. movie they had Johnny Depp to play the Invisible Man. This is different. This is Lynn Wynell. He's yeah, directing. Yeah, this is totally separate. And also, this, one is, thing this is Lee Wynell. Yeah, this yes, is? yes, his his third film after. Insidious 3. Oh, and oh, man, I'm so in. I didn't know it was him that's doing it, too. That's He's one of my favorites. Oh, dude, yeah, I'm that's so in for this. It looks like the, the fight scene from Upgrade, when, when when you see him, like, the Invisible Man fighting the guards. It looks like something from Upgrade. Yeah, I am in, dude. Oh, also, hell yes. That scene also, the also was scary, that scene, because, you know, when she's walking, he's behind her breathing. That was, like, a scary scene. Yeah. Yeah, like, no doubt. The whole guy being invisible thing is in, in not knowing where he's at and stuff. But it's like, and when she's saying the guy's sitting in the chair right there, like. Yes. And I also can't wait to see like fight scenes and people getting killed by something that's not that you can't see. Like, oh man, it's gonna be cool. It's gonna be real cool. Also, uh, I'm, I'm they're saying that this movie might show too much. Uh, Lin Manuel tweeted like, uh, "No, the film did not show too much." He said. Oh no! I don't think it showed too much. I think it showed just enough. I want to know the rest. I, I think the trailer showed just the right amount. It got me interested. Yeah, I mean, I'm in for this. This is dope. Okay, here's what he said. Um, for those few thinking that the Invisible Man trailer showed too much, you're wrong about that. Trust me. Yeah, I know there's way more to it. Lee Wynnell's a master of, I mean, going back all the way back to him developing uh, Saw with James Wan, like, they're a master of keeping you guessing till the end. So I know they think, didn't show too I, much. I think I, I have a, th- a theory, like, I think maybe Elizabeth Moss, she might, be, she might actually be turn crazy and she becomes maybe invisible. Do you think this might happen? From watching the Maybe, trailer? that's a good, that's a good-ass theory. Yeah, it very well could be. Did you saw Upgrade? Uh, no, and I want to. Oh. If you saw Upgrade, you'll understand. Uh, you know what? Just watch Upgrade. Yeah, because that's Lee Winnell as well, and yes, I want to see it. Because I know a lot of people, they did not like his, his previous movie. Uh, what was it? Insidious 3. And people what was wrong with it? So why didn't people like Insidious 3? I know some people, they say that they felt it wasn't like, they felt like they knew he could have done something a lot better. But people say they loved what he did in Upgrade, and they want to see more with what he does. Yeah, I, I liked all this, his older stuff before. Like, not not he didn't direct anything before that, I mean, but he was involved with writing and stuff a lot before that. I think you should move on for the next trailer. Do you want to talk something more final thing about the Invisible Man trailer? No, that's fine. Okay. That's good. I mean, go watch this trailer, guys. It looks yes. dope. And then also we got the the, the new trail teaser trailer for the Pixar movie Soul. This looks awesome too, man. Yeah. I'm in for Soul. Soul looks really good. Pixar is always though. I I know I like what they put out. <laughs> okay, and, I have yeah, no doubt when I see yeah, Pixar name on something. Mm-hmm. And also, you might see them not talk about because that's only I'm a few in. seconds trailer. 
you see the plot like so basically the plot is that a man you know he's a musician he's i think he's about to have his dream of performing in a band life he falls in, inside like you know a sewer pipe and then he dies yep. and then now he i think he's about to get reincarnated in different i think body i don't know if this sounds yeah. like this Uh, this is, uh, totally up my alley. I like Pixar movies. Okay. I mean, having kids and stuff, I've seen them all. And I've, uh, I've seen a lot of animated movies and Pixar is far and away the best of all the animated people, animated movie creators. Okay. And then the, th- the next story, we got Bad Boys for Life Trail number two. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, uh-huh. who doesn't want more Bad Boys? We've wanted more Bad Boys since what, 2004 when the second one came out? They take like if you gen ten years, like something to make a bad boys movie, right? Mm. Come on, Michael Bay. We wanted this for oh, no, ten this, years. This one is not Michael Bay. Oh, this one's not Michael Bay, huh? No, no. This is that's why because the, 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 if you look at the trailer, they're showing shots. It's like, don't worry, Michael Bay is not in this movie, but the film will feel like it's a Michael Bay film. Yeah, it needs to because Bad Boys One and Two were 100 percent Michael Bay. There was shit blowing up, and like it was big set pieces, you know. And it got Josh McCookus up. I love the first two Bad Boys movies. You know how oh yeah, he, he loves the <laughs> yeah. Bad Boys movies. His real reaction for the yeah, first trailer, too, he spent basically half the trailer, to have the video before he started reacting, explaining why Bad Boys French is the best action movies of all time. <laughs> <laughs> He's not wrong, man. They're so good. Yeah. All right. So next, we also got that. Yeah, I'm excited though. Super okay, so I'm also excited. And next, we also got the two pops trailer, which has uh, Anthony Hopkins, Jonathan. This uh-huh. caught me off guard. Yes, this really caught me off guard. As I I saw the title, said the two popes, and I'm like, this is probably something I'm not going to be into. I clicked the trailer, I watched it. I'm like, holy shit! I'm hyped for this movie. Like, I really Anthony Hopkins. Incredible, just from the trailer, just incredible. He does look I like can't an wait to see pope. this movie. Yeah, he looks like a freaking pope, man. Like I can't, I dude, this movie is I caught totally surprised me, and and in the sense of I didn't think this would be something I'd be interested in, and I 100% am. It's getting a good award buzz. It's, I guess it's a Netflix movie. I think maybe I think in a few weeks it's gonna come out on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's soon. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. Me and Jess are definitely gonna watch that one. Uh. Okay, and, and then we move on from Netflix and not streaming service, the Apple TV Plus. Uh, we got the first set for their Apple movie, The Banker, which has Samuel Jackson and Anthony Mackie. Yeah, I think this is going to be an interesting movie. Uh-huh. Uh, one of the first African-American bankers, uh, and I think that's cool. I think it's mm-hmm. going to be interesting to... Uh, yeah. Stories like this need to be told, uh-huh. you know? So I wonder if it's going to be like some, how they handle like their issues, so if it's going to be something like... You know, like Green Book, because we know how that responded in the end with people. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. We'll have to see. And then for the final trailer, we got the M. Night Shyamalan TV show for Apple TV, uh, Servant. I'm I'm excited for this. I, I like uh, M. Night Shyamalan. Like, I don't give a fuck what anybody says. I think he's done some cool stuff. He's also had some obvious not good movies, but I think Servant, his good uh, outweighs happening. that. Yeah, <laughs> last Airbender in what? particular. No, <laughs> it was rough. I just, but he's I also to... had that scene with the hot dog. What was that in the happening? Oh yeah, the, I try to forget about that movie. 
Okay, and also you also have the podcast. Yeah. Is this an update with your podcast? Uh, the podcast is actually in the process of, of being uh, rebranded into something Scoot Gang related as well. We'll have a lot of Scoot Gang news coming towards the end of November, early December for you. Oh, okay. As for me, I'm Mr. Yes. Transition into that as well. Okay. You know, Slava Zai, we were more been, it's called pitching out the other, the other show than our show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we got a lot going on right now, and I, and I need to talk to you too, Yaz. Maybe, maybe who know who knows, guys? Maybe you'll see Yaz involved in some of this stuff. Uh, because I also love to to get happy from some other project. And uh, yeah, okay. So anyhow, so um, I'm Mr. Yaz Matthew Hundred. You can find me on Instagram, Twitch, and Twitter, and Mr. Yaz Matthew Hundred. So uh, thank you very much, guys, for joining us today. I hope we see you guys on the next episode. Bye. Bye, guys. Mm-hmm.